We got a hook, line and sinker, and some water. Oh, sounds good, mate. Let's just go down to the bank and do our thing. All right. Because it's so natural just doing what we order. It makes a body want to sit right up and sing. It don't get lonesome. We got the dog to talk to. Yeah, not a bad sort of man. And you know, he don't scream a name. Well, the best he can do is whine. Just rob the dog and no wives. They can't get us, mate. And the sharks out here ain't as bad as the humankind. And we got a lot of time now Oh, what a feeling Just a wet line And dream that time away We dream one day We'll get that great big boomer Oh, mate, I just want to feel it I don't mind if he gets away Well, I do Well, I don't Oh, my friends don't go fishing Mates who just love to hear those stories. You know about that great big monster, the one that always seems to get away. But all I ever do is just hear those stories. It's a great game fishing. Shame they can't come out to play. <laughs> oh. And good morning and welcome to the 4K1G Fishing Show on this eve of a beautiful Christmas day that I'm sure is abounding us. Good morning, boys. Gary, how are you, my friend? Good, Marty. Good. Are you all ready? Three hours special and then another couple of hours tonight for our Christmas Eve special? Always look forward to the Christmas Eve special. Most definitely. Hopefully this year you don't come in drunk. No. no. Will not. No, you didn't last year. The year no. before you were... Tipsy. You were not, you were blind. Oh, I wasn't. Don't be silly. No, looking forward to it. Always enjoy the two hours we 
have tonight. Yeah, yeah. And it's not not a fishing show. It's just us. Not tonight. Um, playing M- Mariah Carey for two hours solid. The, well, we we had to think about it, and we've decided to loop the song. Yeah. And we're just going to play the same song of Mariah's um, for the two hours with um, some chats in between. And we thought that would be a great idea. You know I'll dig out some of my classic Christmas tunes. There is nothing classic about you, Gary. Uh, All good, mate. Had a great week. Did you just cut me off? Yes, I did. Yes, you did. Because you were just starting to bag me like usual. No, Mm -hmm. it's all good. Um, Yeah, had a good week. Went crabbing. Oh, did you know? Well, let yeah. us introduce our special guest yeah, first just before we start talking, that. Gary. Because uh, what we do, Mr. Ben Weston from Wild Hinch and Book Adventures. Good morning. Morning, mate. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for coming in. No, thanks for did having you? us, guys. Did you stay in town or did you leave? I did, yeah. Oh, I thought, geez, he's got to get up early. Yeah, no, I stayed with a mate of mine last night and had a couple of beers and it was good, yeah. You're doing up. well to get in good here. Good job. It must have only been a couple. Not too many. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to um, have big... Fat chats today about Wild Hinchel Book uh, Adventures, what's um, what's been going on in your world and uh, what's happening in the future and uh, what we've left behind in the past. So we're going to have a really good time and um, you're going to give us a few hints and tips as you always do. Um, we've got the Barra season coming up, so we'll um, we'll scrape over that lightly, but we'll have a um, we'll have a good chat to you about um, them beautiful reds that you're getting your hands on. So that's going to be a really, really good show. And then that will take 10 minutes because then the, normally the other... Uh, two hours and 50 minutes is spent with Gary talking about what he does. So <laughs> Sounds like he's good, got a good crabbing trip. <laughs> oh, I got a good one. I had a good one. Mate. I would love to hear about the, ga- the crabbing trip. Now, b- before we go, um, prizes today. Woo, baby. We have a $25 meat voucher. Yes. We have a bag over there from Iron Man that has a Yuzuri cap in it, has a buff in it. We've got an Alitech crab measurer. Thank and you. And we've got a brag mat from G&T Fishing Schools. Hey, that's some good prizes in that And Benny, I think Benny's brung in a couple of hundred dollar vouchers to his uh, for a charter or a sightseeing cruise, whatever you want to that do with insane. Ben. That is insane. Thank so you, thank Ben. you, Benny. So we've got oh, awesome drama. prizes today. And once again, after the debacle of last week, we have a kid's prize. Did we not say we would never bring that up again? Oh, it was funny. But mm. this time I'm doing mm. it, Marty, so mm. it will be really good. Ha- yeah, it was we- your mistake we- last no, week. No, it wasn't. We've got a rod and a reel oh. combo for a boy and a girl, thanks to Les Walker, um, MP. So uh, Les and his office have bought us uh, a, a couple rod of and fighting reel. sticks. And they are mm. um, spooled with braid spin gear. So uh, that's for a, a boy and a girl. So, And the, what age group are the boy and the girls up to? Mate, we're, age group will be up to, I think, the age of 14. 15? Well done. All right. That's good. Well, what's the point in asking me? <laughs> I just did that. Mm-hmm. Ringing already. People are ringing already. And so I'm ignoring it. I, I will at the moment. But, yeah, some great prizes to give away today. And then uh, at 7 till 9 p.m. tonight, we've got our Christmas Eve show, as we've said, but no prizes. Mm-mm. We're giving nothing away tonight. Nothing away tonight? No. Tonight's no. about... Um, just some I'm tunes. wearing my Grinch outfit tonight. How unfestive of you. He <laughs> is an unfestive, unhappy <laughs> little man. I'm giving the world away this morning and tonight Even nothing. Yeah, get him to bring prizes. I'll bring an extra prize in. I'll say, oh, we're going to give it. No, no. No, I don't want to give everything mm. away on this show. Got nothing for next week. It doesn't fall from the trees, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Marty Marty would give every Like, I've got a fair old swag of gear in the shed at home to give fair away. Old swag I've got no gear. doubt. He I've could open his own TJM. Oh, yeah. I've got a fairly good pile, but it only lasts so long. If Marty had my shed at home, 
we would be sitting in this whole room would be prizes. That's I'm a giver. Give you're a receiver. These are a match made in heaven. I heard you're a taker, but that's another story. But there is heaps in mm-hmm. my room. Marty would give it all away. But we're very lucky. That's what we like about him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. That's a, why they reckon I'm, I'm the I'm Grinch. I'm the non-Grinch. I'm the Grinch. Yes. All year I'm the Grinch. I'm the prize Grinch. Hey, on top of that, today with the other prizes, we do have a Mercury um, Marine thanks to Motor Marine Fran and the crew back yes. as well. To give and away. we also, today is the day we uh, draw out the pressure washer from Toolboss. Everyone buying stuff through Tackle World for the last month. Lord. Um, someone will win a uh, pressure washer today. So. All right, so knock everything over again. We'll do it one more time so that oh. they know. $25 meat voucher thanks to Crate Man and Tavern Meats. Thank We've you. got a bag there from Iron Man with Alitech Crab Measurer, GNT Fishing School Brag Mat, a Yuzuri hat, a buff. Yep. We have a rod and reel combo for boy and girl thanks to Les Walker and his team. We have $200 vouchers from... Benny, incredible wild Hinchinbrook adventures. We've got a bag from Motor Fran Marine. at Motor Marine. Have I forgot anything, Grinch? No, you know what? I think you, I think you nailed it. I think you've, I did. you've nailed it well. Now, let's get your little segment out of the way because I can see you chafing at the bit. Crabbing, 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 crabbing. You walked in here sideways. You drove here sideways. Remember Spit it out. Remember the crab suit I wore at the middle of the year, Mr. Mud Crab? Was that the middle of this year or last year? Last oh, year. last year. Okay. Yeah. I wore last that year. crabbing. It's, it stayed strongly in the yeah. mind. I wore that crabbing and I thought this has got to be good luck. So 3.6 metre tides. 3.6 metre tides during the week and I thought I'd nearly be able to crab at my front door. So I grabbed the uh, son-in-law and said, Rory, I need someone to pull the mud crabs because I'm lazy. Right. Um, so I took Rory for a quick spin down to Morrissey's. Yes. And we got five really nice bucks. So, and I don't, I'm a hopeless crabber, Ben. Oh, I'm Australia's worst crabber. Oh, uh, yeah. I was just, I was because about... there is a hint to it, isn't there? There is yeah. a knack. There's so much science to it. It's just like anything else, really. You know what yeah. I did, though, Benny? I, I never took any fishing gear. I just took six crab pots. And went drove all the way to Morrissey's with no fishing That's gear. That's a at really all. big call, but why would you on a three point six yeah. take fishing gear unless you're gonna slip out the front onto yeah. the So I said, nah, we're just gonna crab. And I got there at about half past five, quarter to six, and high tide was at quarter to ten, I think, during the week at three point six. I thought I'll crab the last of the run in and uh, it was good. Heaps and heaps How of How yucky under. was the water? When the when it was got to the top of the tide at three point six, it was pretty good, believe really? it or not. So it settled that quickly. Yeah, it's brung a fair bit of, of blue water in, I'd say, from out wide. But um, yeah, it was not too bad. It was fishable, um, but then when it started turning to run out, mm. um, you could see the big pools of mud yeah. starting to stir again. But I was on my way home around then, so what a perfect day. Nearly lost a finger. Nearly joined you in the. One less digit brigade. Yes. Yeah, I uh, I was tying a crab on the bottom of the boat and I couldn't, I don't go fishing in bare feet. So I'm trying to hold it down with my runners and instead of your toes, like you're supposed to, like Dom's toes wrap right around the whole crab. He's like E.T. when he does it. Mm. But with a pair of runners on, the, the crabs can get out. And I had him round the nippers with the rope and I've just gone down and my foot slipped off and he grabbed my middle finger and just I went I I won't say what I said but it wasn't Mm. pleasant with this crab starting to squeeze but luckily for me he was still on the deck of my boat and I didn't lift him up in the air I left him on the deck and he just went boom 
let me go straight away. Pure ass. Yes. Anyone else, they would have been screaming yes. and this thing's held whole. So it's still a bit tender. Good. Um, but, yeah, it was just lucky. I, I love it when you have pain. Yeah, it was just a bit of a love, love, so love grab, I, it, wasn't it? It was, yeah. mate. I, I was so lucky, Benny. I it just grabbed it, and then the pressure started, and I went, uh oh. And then it was on the deck, and pull me to let go. Lucky and, you, mate. Apparently, Tows has been crabbing really well. Yeah, and she's been tough. Has it? Yeah. I know, yeah. Speak to the, the crabbers up there. Uh, flowing a bit fresh down the southern end there with uh, the amount of rain we've had the last few days. But the last couple of months have been tough for crabs. For reckon. sure. You mentioned this morning that uh, Herbert's running fresh. Yeah, it's got some fresh in it, mate. So let's yeah. say, let's pretend it was the barrier season at the moment. Um, where do you take your clients? Oh, this sort of fresh. Are you Car- going to shoot? Carbel's a good option uh, if the tides are a little bit bigger. Yep. Find those more than two metre tides. Benji Flats area would be the go. Yep. Um, then you have a look at what the island side's doing. Yeah. If they're flowing fresh as well, but... Definitely. Yeah, you yep. tend to stay away from that southern end if you can. Yep. Gaz, what if you were fishing Morrissey's yesterday? If you did have the rod and reel, where, what would have been your plan? What do you do on a 3.6? Me, personally, I don't... I probably would have laid down on the floor of the boat and gone to sleep. That would have been a better... No, and you know, the thing is, there'd be people listening going, you guys are crazy, that's when you want to be at Morrissey's. And then, the, the, then there's blokes like us that like... I would probably be launch. out the front and do along the, the what front edge. What else would edge. you do? You can, oh. f- you can fish real small windows on those bends. Mm. Those yeah, fish yeah. still congregate there. Eh? So yeah. Fish those small windows either side of the tide, area either side. Yeah. You'll still get them to bite. They're just not there as long. No, fair enough. Yeah. And they are way smaller. What, 15 minutes, you'd say, 20? Well, that's that's the, probably the window you're going to get. You're going to have that sort of probably half out of 40 minutes of slack over the change. Yep. You want that first push and that last push. But then if you head to the mouth... Um, on the tree lines and whatever, it's still going to be running really dirty out there, isn't it? Yeah, but you can get out around the front of Morris. And it's a clean on a three point six around the front. Let's say, is it cleaner water? Yes, it, but you go between Morrissey's and the Horton hmm. and fish along the cross there. There's some nice little areas through there. Yeah, for sure. That on a massive tide is cleanish. Yeah. Yes. Well, see, there's an option. The bowler was disgusting yesterday. Oh, we went with a mate we? yesterday just to test his minkota, and we went around the front there, and it was it was milk. But it was oh, also yeah. influenced from that southeasterly that we had too. Blowing a bit. Was the wind still blowing? It wasn't right off. up. You get that protection from Maggie Island, I think, but... We've uh, had a it week of absolute so horrid weather. Oh, it's been 25 knots up where we are. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Just shocking. So, um, it was uh, sort of scratching their head. Now, today, apparently, the weather's meant to be half decent, but the trees are already moving a little yeah. bit this morning out front of the house, and it's eerie. It's got that to stay at home. It might rain, field. but we've had nothing. Benny, you were saying you guys had 200 mil. Yeah, we night. had we had 100, and, I think it was 140 in the rain gauge. Oh, what was that? It was early in the week, and then we got spatters of 40 mil over the next couple of sort of sort of days. And there's been bits and pieces up there. So mm. yeah, we uh, had. But the island hasn't had much because I, in there, I don't know why, but I took clients to Zoe Bay a couple of days yeah. ago in 20 knots, but. The island hadn't had a lot of water. Yeah, so. we'll talk a bit about Zoe Bay today too. Mm. I'd love to mm. hear about it because it's it's Zoe, and, and we'll touch base on it a little bit more. Um, but it's it's one of them places that um, should be well identified and well talked about. But it's a hidden treasure, really, isn't it? Oh, it is. I mean, probably Zoe Falls itself is more commercialised than say Mulligans. Yeah, but, yeah. The, the big. The big sort of sentiment that I hear whilst I'm doing a lot of that stuff from travellers that are coming to do the trail often say it's the most under-commercialised place in the world. Yeah, you know, for sure. For how, for how beautiful it is. So, yeah, and you're it 100%. It is beautiful. Right. Oh, it's magic, mate. Yeah. Still have to have your wits about you there. People think um, 
it's it's safe waters, but it's not. No, nah, it's it's quite open <clears throat> to be honest with you. Yeah, particularly to the easterlies. Okay. Uh, northerly's not so bad, but you're, you're easterly, and it gets a big swell, and then you get that low off the coast, and it generates a big swell through there. So it can be quite tricky, and obviously with the creek being tidal, that you've got to get it in and out of two to yeah. go walk up to the falls. Um, and being tidal um, means uh, any handbags up there? There is one small one that I know of up there that yeah. I've seen. Uh, when I did the trail in August, we saw, it, saw him over night time. haven't seen him during the day, but I have seen a slide there as well yeah. near that camp area. So, yeah, yeah, need to have your wits about you. Right. And so when you do do a um, – so you're in two stages, basically. Let's put it into two windows, um, Hinchinbrook Adventures. Uh, one is a fishing orientated and yep. the other is a adventure scenic. Scenic. Yep. 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 So, well, what a way to break up the monotony of things. Because I don't care what anyone says. If you're 24-7 straight fishing guide, it's like any other job. You get sick of it. Mm. It gets hard. And yep. it's hard bloody work. You guys earn your money. Yep. I always say that to, to G&T Fishing School, Nighty. I say, you really deserve your money, mate. Yeah. Especially, you know, when, you know you, he does he, – he lives here – and takes a client up to Hinchinbrook, comes back, cleans the boat, and then same again next morning. Yeah. You know, oh, that day trip takes it out of me completely now. Oh, well, I mean, you, some of you guys can appreciate, you know, some of the tournament fishing where you're <coughs> fishing multiple days back to back. It is a real grind. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, it is, and, like, particularly when you're doing big straight runs. And with the, the new scenic phase of our sort of facet of our business, uh, that boat, has to be immaculate so i might do a run of three reef days yeah yeah um and they end up being 13 to 14 hour days yeah and then all of a sudden you've got a scenic so it's a deep clean of the vessel because i don't want yeah, to see yeah. blood and guts and that so it just adds another couple of hours to your day but you do it because you like yeah it, remembering you know? that some of these people that would ju- jump on the scenic cruise are um highly against fishing so you'd have to you you wouldn't want there to be evidence of fish kill or so forth. Yeah, and I suppose if yeah, essentially, <coughs> I know that's a blunt way of putting it, but it's real. And it's they're a different demographic as well. So they're yeah. not most of them aren't fishermen. So no. they don't want to go on a vessel that that has remnants of yesterday's bait and yeah. and blood. So yeah, mate, it's a it's a great it's a great facet we now have of the business that as the evolutions come through from from Westo Fish when you last had me yep. on. To what it is now but uh but yeah it does it does break that big advances mate oh it's crazy mate it's been good been a, a meteoric rise but it's been fun yeah yeah, yeah definitely definitely um run me through a day of an adventure side of things uh well, we've got a few different few different services that we do provide so obviously yep. the, the zoe falls one is a very very popular one so we do we either do island transfers to zoe or mulligans yeah uh, zoe being the most popular for those who want to go and see and explore themselves but the guided walk to zoe has probably been our most popular service right uh, just allows people that are less confident that are not from here to be able to walk up to the falls we all know it's not that hard to get up there yeah uh, it's only about a kilometer walk but uh, that safety aspect and the fact that they've got a guide. We talk a lot about the history of the place. We also uh, encompass, you know, geographically where they are and a little bit about the island and stuff like that. So yeah. it adds that sort of guide sort of feel to it. Um, so that, that's probably our most popular yeah. one. But, yeah, we have island circumnavigation. We do mulligans as well, uh, scenic cruise up the channel, Definitely. Which, which is quite popular. Uh, but probably our, probably our most popular now is the, um, the multi-experience adventure, which is basically a pick-your-own-adventure. So if... You and uh, you and Beck want to go. Beck wants to see a waterfall. You want to go for a fish to the reef. Yeah, we make it happen. Wow, know? so incredible. That's what we'll do. We go out. We'll go whack four or five nannies up till lunch, and then yep. we we'll take his back, and you can. You know. Is the island open slather for you, or is there no. certain paths that you've got to follow? No, there's. It's not open slather. So obviously the. 
the uh, Parks and Wildlife want to minimise as much as they can the amount of commercial activity on the trail. So gotcha. the Thorsbourne Trail is like the big the big thing that dictates the visitation to the island. Right. So there are there are a few handcuffs on and, and challenges that we face trying yep. trying to do a little bit more. Yeah. Um, to com- not commercialise it, but get people there, I suppose, at the end of the day for us. But um yep. but there is, yeah. So I've got a commercial activity permit and they've dictated how many days I can do different types of services to the island. And you know, I can understand that. I can understand <laughs> it because it still wants to be a treasure. Um, and the reason, the main reason for my question was obviously there's a, a World War Two relic up there, or a World War One relic. There is, yeah. Yep. There's a plane wreck, yeah. <clears throat> and I think we've all done this. You, you're shooting up from the southern to the northern end, and, and you just look to your right at that island, and it's one of the densest, darkest forests almost that you ever seen. And you look at it, and you say, okay, they found one plane up there. There's other stuff in there. That that place is holding some secrets there it's, it's no angel by any stretch of the imagination i had a, a good chat with andrew lansini from bp halifax yeah and he um he opened up a few little little trap doors that i never knew that was on the island like they had cattle on the island at one stage you know uh they did mustard gas trials the government did mustard gas trials on the island during that right. world war one so well, sorry, at one stage it was it was populated Oh, was, yeah, well, it was, yeah. So yeah. they ran cattle there. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, it didn't work, but it was up towards that missionary end. Yeah, uh, yeah. From what I'm led to believe in it. all got eaten, the poor bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Snapping handbags, yeah. But, yep. but yeah, she's, uh, she's no angel, so there has been plenty open to it. And I think 1942 is when it was declared a national park. Yeah. Have you seen the plane wreck itself? No, I haven't, no. Apparently, no. it's worthwhile going 100%. and have a look at. It's I think it's pretty this, cool. Uh, Mount yeah. Dynamantina. Yeah, mm. absolutely. It's supposed to be a cracker. I did have another client on board who'd, uh, who'd done a lot uh, of boating, and um, at one stage, he must have been doing some form of like ferry skippering yeah. or something. And he he said there was one at Mount Bowen too. So okay, like you said, there's, I think there's many treasures and things that need to be so unlocked when, there. That- when you're naming these different mountains, we're all talking on Hinchinbrook Island. Yeah, and there's different peaks on it that we see. Yep. So Mount, Mount Bowen is your highest peak. So that's right. on that missionary side, that big yep. mountain that you see there. Particularly if you go right at the back of Number Eight, where it almost goes fresh. Yep. Basically staring Mount Bowen um, right in the face. So it's the highest mountain on the island. I think 1128 meters. Third highest mountain in Queensland. Amazing. Um, so yeah, and and then you got Mount Dinamitina, which I always describe as the nipple on top. Yep. Uh, that's at the southern end, straight across from Lucinda. Mm. Uh, that's the one where Mulligan's Falls flows down into and from. Okay. Um, so yeah, th- that whole range there is, like you said, is amazing. Yeah. And what's the waterfalls like? The fresh uh, um, on the island itself. Apparently, it's absolutely gorgeous. Is it habited with like J- JPs? And, yeah, well Zoe Mulligan's has its own <coughs> population of JPs. Yep. There's some crackers at Mulligan's. Yep. Yeah. And then what waters are they? Are they green waters? They can you yeah. take a rod nah, up there? National park, complete it is national a national park. park. So yeah, no fishing at all. Yep. Um, it does get the, the twitching wrist yeah. it would. excited, but yeah, there are there are some um, some great jungle perch at the bottom of both those falls. I bet yeah. you there's some crackers there. Anywhere that's untouched. And you can see how important national parks are. You know, you go somewhere like the likes of uh, Freshwater Crystal Creek, where everyone swims. Some of the size of them JPs that swim around your feet there are huge. Them things are like a foot plus long. Mm. And in wild streams, where where Benny Gaz can go and throw a few lures around, them sizes are a hell of a lot rarer. 
There's, yeah, there's certainly are. Yeah, yeah so I, I think that's Mother Nature doing their thing there, and um, it's, it's, it's super, super important. Oh, well, I think we've cracked off to a de- pretty decent start to the show this morning. Um, any special guests we got on this morning, apart no, from Benny, that we're going to give call? We've got Benny for three hours, which is awesome. And then we just um, call, we call our usual. How long do you want before he said? Well, you know what? I'm going to turn your microphone oh, on. First. How long do you want before Ben said uh, yesterday? I said for three hours would be awesome. Yeah, why chat. not? Because what he's doing up there... Um, I think it's long overdue. It's it's got fishing charters. Don't get us wrong. There's heaps of great ones up there. But the island tours and the Zoe stuff, I think that's been missing for such a, a beautiful area. Yeah. Um, for so long. And what you do with um, all your clients doing that is really really cool. Well, it's a clever move. You sort of you sat there and thought, how can I um, pick up the the other business. And well, done it. I've got Kelvin to thank for it, to be honest with you, from the listening to Fishing Lodge. We, yep. we sat down and he, he's a very cluey man, been there a long time, and he mentioned to me the scenic tours up the channel. Yep. Uh, the rest I added sort of ourselves as, as we evolved. But, yeah, he, he planted the seed and said, why don't you have a go at it? Because, you know, no other operator is really willing to do it. Yeah. They either want to do their fishing charters or they want to do this. So we did. And, um, yeah, from there it's just... Because we look at it, we're fishermen, so we think of Hinchinbrook oh, we'll fish. But there's people go to Lucinda and Dunjo and Hinchinbrook that don't fish. They want to see the island. What better way than being able to jump on the boat... Boring. ...and drive... Take me to the barra, baby. How, I, bet, <laughs> I did a, a few... A couple of years ago, I did, like, a sunset cruise at Weeper. So... And you enjoyed it. I loved it. We yeah. had a great time, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But when you... and, and they, Benny, they based the movie Rogue off his sunset. Yeah. Benny will be able to attest to this, that I'm sitting in this barge <laughs> with 20... Not as many as... Uh, ben doesn't take this many on the boat, but they had a barge with 20 yeah. people on it. And I'm driving along and the bloke's going, oh, over there's a... Kestrel over there's a sea eagle. And all I'm looking at is the drains and the rocks. And then I see a pump. In the in the little creek mouth and go oh there's a barrow in there there's look a at those jelly prawns yeah. oh beautiful you, whereas you'd do the same you'd have your clients on board wanting to look at the Hinchinbrook and you're driving up the side of the island and see pop 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 barrows popping along the road. oh it's quite go. a smart option too because you're going to remember I've got side scan on my boat yeah yeah <laughs> so when I'm doing a scenic cruise I'm doing a scenic cruise, cruise you know? yeah good stuff so it's, it's a great way to explore a lot of the, the channel as well it's awesome been savvy, savvy with technology can we go yeah. a bit faster Ben nope. <laughs> well, the good thing about this it... This is the speed for the day. <laughs> like when we go, like we've all got side scan, but when Ben takes clients looking at the island, they're not fishing, so <laughs> he is looking. Where we got our rod going, oh, where am I going to cast now? Benny's going... Yeah, well, they're at the helm. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. I'm at the helm and they're up looking at, at plants yeah, and stuff. animals and birds are around. But, yeah, it's a... Um, it's an interesting side of the business, and like I said to Kelvin, I did, honestly didn't really think because we got there. Well, yeah, how long have you been fishing it for? Oh, you know, yeah, and, and, and I haven't caught a fish in it for, for twenty-five years. <laughs> Plenty of cod. That's, yeah. that's not true, but, Gary. But, uh, that's not true. People Twenty-six do. years. People want to go up there and have a look at it scenically. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 as much as it amazes me, they do. And um, the first lot I had were horticulturists, and they just went uh, scientifically naming every plant on the island. And then generally at the end of yeah. those cruises, the, the the wife or the partner always. A massive hug and says it's a great experience. Like, yeah, it's absolutely awesome. amazing, you know, which is which is cool. It is, mate. It's stuff. totally different. But the island is spectacular. Oh, that, it's magic, that's yeah. the thing about it. It's well, it's got so many names: Jurassic Park, Land yeah. of the Giants. That's what Skiffy calls it. And um, yeah, and, and and you can see where these colloquial names come up from, especially when you're up there on a misty morning with them clouds overhanging 
Mount Bowen and, and, oh, it's, and beautiful. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Anyway, we're going to go to our first song and air breaks. Gary, I'm going to keep you busy. Can you just get um, a kid's number for Greg Evans' grandson, Andrew Evans, please, my friend? Number one for Andrew. Yep. Remembering today we have a wonderful kid's prize, which is going to be pretty awesome. And, Two, um, a girl and a boy, Rod yep, and Reel. girl and a boy, Rod and Reel, and a good Rod and Reel too. All right, I'm going to start the day off with some pretty awesome music. This is going to bring back people my age right into the best era of music. Enjoy.
4K1G. Cruising down the street in my Commodore. Aboriginal woman. <laughs> down to the streets, I would roll. I heard it on my radio. Mixing up a deadly variety of music 24-7. Stand by me. Streaming online at 4K1G.org. 4K1G 107.1 FM. With the COVID-19 lockdowns coming to an end, it's time to book your escape to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Lucinda Fishing Lodge is North Queensland's best-kept secret and only a short drive from Townsville. Take your family, take your mates and take your boat. With unlimited kilometres of the Hinchinbrook Channel to explore or just a short trip to the Great Barrier Reef, the time to book is now. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, what a great escape. Listen to Fishing Lodge, station sponsor. Every day's a good day, stop wishing. Every day's a chance to drift away. Drift away. Every day's a good day for fishing. See you down at the world today. Station sponsor. Repower your boat with reliability and power with the next generation of Mercury four-stroke outboards now in stock at Motor Marine. With unbeatable savings, nobody makes a wider range of more reliable, powerful and efficient outboards than Mercury. Backed by decades of innovation, Mercury outboards are built to go the distance and Mercury's non-declining warranty gives you ultimate peace of mind. See the range and grab an unbeatable Mercury deal now at Motor Marine, Bayswater Road, Townsville. Station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, and good morning and welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. And as per usual, we have been tearing into it and the phones are non-stop. So please try and be patient with Gaz and I. We are trying to get to everyone's call so that you can get your hands on some of these wonderful prizes. So, oh, you're back on deck with us, Gaz. I'm back, mate. That was pretty hectic. That was really hectic. We've got a heap of kids in there. Um, so don't forget, there is a boy and a girl's kids prize thanks to Indeed. Les Walker, member for Mundingborough. Yes, yes. Political donations. Nothing That's wrong with illegal. that. Nothing We've wrong with that We've got to declare whatsoever. those rods and reels at the end of the year. That's good. Hey, let's touch a base on a little bit of the uh, Wild Hinchbrook Adventures fishing side of things. Um, of late, and, and rightly so, you've been specialising a lot more in uh, the blue water side of things. Um, obviously, um, redfish is, is pretty close to your heart, the old nannies and, and emperors and everything. Um, what's to go with that? And you don't. The beauty about Hinchinbrook is is you don't have to travel a hell of a long way, do you? No, one of my favourite reefs is Bramble. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. It's the closest reef to Lucinda, but yep. But yeah, it's just a little little thing that a little system that I've picked up on. Firstly, finding the country and then just fishing it. And yep. Yeah, once yeah, I've just got confidence in that system and just yep. just seems to work. But it, it's become extremely popular. Uh, there was a, a bit of an offshore void there, and that was sort of the progression from the barrapunt that we had into you know the big centre console that we have now. Yeah. To provide that service and yeah, mate, it's been phenomenal. The fishery is amazing. Um, we haven't missed. Uh, every client loves it. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, look, and um, uh, as far as grounds go, there's that much fishing grounds out there to find and you would stumble on a lot oh so yeah it's crazy every 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 trip you go out you find finding new country and i've you know done done something pretty 
it, it provides a bit of humour to clients, but it also yep. allows me to search for a bit of country and I name each new spot that I find yep. if we catch fish after it, after something that happened and the client that's on board. Yeah. So I get to the point where we get to a stage where they're happy with the amount of fish in the, in the, uh, the esky and then yep. they say, can we go find another spot so we can name it after us, you know? So just a little bit of fun. And a, it's and clever, move. Yeah, it, it is clever, yeah. It sort of, uh, sort of really works for us and it allows us to go find more country for, for our clients to enjoy, basically. Mm. But yeah, there, there's a massive stretch. We, we basically fish all the way from sort of rib uh, to the south all the way to Otter and Kennedy Shoals to the north and, and we farm I farm the areas, fish a different reef every single trip so what you see every every day, day in day out is a different reef every single trip. So, it's amazing, hmm. good job I'm going to start a big controversial slap in my face because people are just going to think I'm the biggest dick but Red Emperor for me is so overrated uh, I'll take a nanny Lipper, definitely a trout. Trout's the top of the tree for me. Do you find that with red emperor sometimes? Or is red emperor right up there? I mean, I'm not saying... I think they're a beautiful fish, mm. and I'm not going to put one back because yeah, yeah. they're tasty. But for me, I, I think there's there's better fish than the red emperor. Not looks-wise. Looks-wise, them things are mongrel-looking. They're like a an awesome red mm. dog, proper mm. jack. Um, and I especially love a big emperor that's still got the markings. But tasting-wise, yeah, they're good. But for me, not brilliant. That might just be my palate. Um, and I don't certainly don't meet people, many people that agree with me. They're like red emperors at the top. But I'll, I'll pick a lipper over an emperor any day. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, when they come on board, they want to tick bucket lists. Of course. And, and red emperor and must em- be Red emperor is always at the top of it for a lot of people. Yeah. And... Uh, every time someone we have a bit of a laugh with a good mate of mine Adam every time someone mentions bucket list and red emperor we always manage to catch one yeah um, which is which is fun uh, and, and quite humorous but yeah eating quality I mean they all eat well Marty at the end of the day you eat fresh fish um, yeah but yeah a lot of people prefer a trout see I mean probably the way we do business is I've always called trout and people call me a dick for saying this but they're like a wet sock in comparison to sort of fighting wise yeah they do nothing 90 odd centimetre nanny guy out of 40 to 60 metres of water you know it's going to tear you out of the boat yeah exactly right and those bent rods and that that hard slog is what clients love Um, Mm. and I'm not going to discount trout because and I don't do a lot of it but you know they're a great table fish oh I love the trouty I love the fact they don't pull back and they fish. They, keep my they, energy. Yeah, <laughs> they fish country and terrain that you know is challenging as well. So I mean, it doesn't matter what little piscatorial friend we are. They're all they're all great. But Red Emperor sits at the top of a lot of bucket lists. Uh, like we're talking about JP before. Yeah. it's another one. You're not big on you know chasing the humble JT, but love a sooty, you know. But yeah. a lot of people will travel long distances on foot oh. just to catch one JP. You know, colloquial. So. It's a, it's a, it's a little piece of. Everyone's got to catch a JP. Yeah. I'm, I'm big on that. And just to go, tick, be the biggest, there, done the, that. biggest thing about Red Emperor is they fight to the top. They don't give you an inch. Uh, and no, they don't. You always toss Not up. as bad as a, as a Chinaman. No, a well, just was about to say that. Chinamen are exactly the same. So it's hard to pick a Chinaman over a Red because they do fight very similar. Yeah. But a Red, a, a, a nanny guy, it'll give you curry for the first 10 or 15 metres. Unless you get some of those bigger ones, they go a yep. bit harder all the way. But generally, once you lift the head off that 10, 15 metres off the bottom, yep. um, then if there's no sharks around, it's all yours, unless you pull a hook, you know. So. Yep, for sure. Mate, uh, let's say your house is on it and you've got to go out and you've got to catch a nanny guy or a Red Emperor. What's your rig? What's your bait? We keep it really simple on board. Uh, all of our gear is simple. Our rigs are simple. So we just use a standard pattern oster. Uh, yep. single dropper um, we don't complicate it too much enough lead to get to the bottom uh, 
and yeah, like you just. So you always run a panosta as always. opposed to a yeah. barrel straight to the hook. Yeah, nah, fair always. enough. Uh, when I've been challenged a couple of times and put it out of my comfort zone to go chase trout, and I, I won't lie, I've never chased trout really at all. Yeah. Um, the times I've done it, we've done it right. Um, and clients have put me to it, but I'll generally run a running ball straight to the hook. Yeah. Like a lot of those dory fishermen do for that. Definitely, that's what I. That, that's yep. my go-to for the trouties. Yeah, hundred percent. So, but yeah, no, we just keep it simple. Eighty-pound Schneider, single dropper. Eighty-pound Schneider, as in leader or as in leader, leader, yeah, leader. Yeah. We run. We run um, 65-pound um, Pandera, Nomad Pandera now. Yep. Um, we used to run the Audacity stuff, which is brilliant as well. Yep. Uh, but since coming um, coming sort of into a, a relationship with Nomad, we've started using that gear and it's no, good No, that's gear. fair, enough. fair um, enough. But, yeah, but yeah, that's nice and simple. The biggest secret that we have is just fresh bait. So I, I use and buy the best quality bait that I possibly can get my hands on. So yeah. Dom supplies me with all my squid. It's yep. all um, it's all table quality um, for human consumption. Makes a big difference. Yeah, it cost me, cost me uh, extra dollars, but I think when you're trying to provide a premium product, you've got to use premium gear, premium bait. Fair and, enough. And that's what we do. And we turn over a bit of Trevally, so all the sort of the uh, the gold spot and tea leaves that we get, um, yep. we might catch one um, or two or ten throughout the day, but I generally will take one, fill it that up for the next charter. Yeah. Um, so we've always got fresh bait cycling through, big slow baits. The skin and the flesh on the Trevally makes for a great bait. Absolutely. for a redfish. Yeah, especially those bludges as well. They're nice and red meat, yep. um, nice and bloody. But, but that's just the way we've done it. And, yeah, we mix it up between a big slab bait, um, you know, a big squid or a combination. Okay. And, um, yeah, there's, there's times like last week when I took my young fella out. We are sitting on a, a big school of nannies and uh, they weren't chewing. We had combos on. I told them to wind up and put a squid on and bang, you know, they switched on. They switched on. Um, so, yeah, just cycle through your baits. If it's quiet, cycle through your baits, change it up a bit. What hooks you running? Um, I can't go past the Eagle Claw Wygapes or, okay. the, or the Carlys. That's what I've been using a lot of. Yep. Um, I've, I've played around with some of the others. Uh you get those sort of those catfish style hooks you can get from from mustard. Um, Nomad also did them, but I think they're phasing them out. Um, they're quite an expensive hook, but they also work. Mm. But th- those wide gates um, or the colours, you can't go past. No, yeah. Whether you're chasing the jack up in the hinger book or whether yep. you're chasing the emperor out in the shoals, yep. wide gates for me too. Yeah, it's quite it's quite an easy once once clients get the hang of of the. Look at this, do that with how how to use those hooks. You can't strike at every nibble you get. No, you, know, you get a lot of those sort of uh, white fin cod on those areas, or yep, or wine net cod as they call them. Yes. Um, so you just got to you got to encourage them to sit through the pickers, and then basically you, you'll know when you get a nanny bite or you get a red bite or a chinaman, as you yep. know. Yeah. Um, and you just got to let them take it and hang themselves. Now, fishing the inshore grounds as you do predominantly, you wouldn't often come across the, uh, let's say, the, the cattle dog um, cod or buffalo emperors or anything like that. Uh, is there anything that is on your list that you haven't caught, though, that you would love to nail? We've caught a couple of those uh, off Caramon when we were fishing socially um, with the family, um, a couple of smaller ones. The, ca- the cattle dogs? Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, but oh, I haven't really got anything on the bucket list. We love going out sort of around that deeper country around trunk and, and catching gold band. Um, oh, you sharp, get the gold band sharp sharp to, Yeah, we've yep. caught some crackers this year so in that go. 60 to 65 metre country. Uh, what's, yeah, what's the eating quality on the gold Yeah, beautiful. beautiful eh? Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, and sharp tooth job fish is another one. Um, it's sharp tooth as opposed to not a rosy, not a green. No, not, not a, a rosy, not a green. No, we've had, had this debate with uh, even with fisheries guys up at Caramon. Um, 
and yeah, no, they're actually they're actually a sharp tooth jobfish. Um, I got told that pretty quickly by the uh, the Facebook experts once I put one up and called it a rosy, right. as they do. But yeah, no, it was had a had a guy that contacted me and he had actually done a bit of research on it. Yeah, um, he sent me some pretty cool information. But yeah, everyone's pretty quick to point it out. But yeah, they're a completely different species. Okay, um, side by side with the jobfish. Um, they're an awesome yeah. fish, the jobbies, aren't they? Oh, beautiful. Yeah, and those things there, they I mean they school up in big schools. Uh, they bite pretty hard in multiple. Model fish, so you can have a good little session over half hour and yeah. put a few beautiful table fish. Their flesh is a lot, a lot more beautiful and white okay. in compa- comparison to a gold band. And gold bands are known as first class quality eating fish. You know, definitely. What about your Robinsons, your sea brims? Don't see many sea brims on the country that we fish. No, no. Um, there's a there's a few different species we don't see a lot of on some of the this, on all the areas that we fish. Um, yep. The areas that I'm fishing are, are smaller, isolated sort of spots. But lots of them. Um, you start to find a little bit of that ledge country and that. You start to get a bit more variety of trout and you get some of your spangleys and bits and pieces like that. Definitely. Oh, give me your opinion and on... Spangleys are such a mixed opinion. You, you've got a boat of 10 blokes, five say, oh, yeah, we'll keep the spangleys. The other five are like, that is not going in my esky. Where does Ben Weston sit? Oh, I haven't eaten a lot of them, but what I've, what I've eaten has been okay. Uh, yeah. My dad, he loves them. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, down in central Queensland, I know the guys down there, they just... They'll only keep them for crab bait. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but... Yeah, I'll, I'll I think have, fresh... Oh, anything is good fresh, isn't it, really, at the yeah, end of the day? Fair you cool. know. Um, but, yeah, I made it if a client wants it. We'll take it. If not... They're a wonderful-looking fish. Oh, beautiful, yeah. All yeah. lit up, green and blues, and, yeah, absolutely, absolutely lovely fish. Absolutely gorgeous fish, and especially when they have that... The chartreuse, the yellows going through them and everything is just, like, very, very pretty, and... Um, uh, they're one of them fish that you can catch in 100 metres or 5 metres. Yeah, just, yeah. They're a bit unusual like that. Yeah. All right, let me talk about um, the, the, the rods and reels that you guys are using. Now, for ease for your clients, I would be guessing that uh, spin gear or... Yep. Yep. Yep, yeah, all the offshore gear, spin gear, majority of the inshore stuff is as well, unless yep. we get a couple of competent guys that come on board that want to lure yeah. for jacks and stuff and barra, but... Yeah, all generally spin. Offshore, it's just Saragossa 10,000s, Shimano. Um, just keep on keeping on. Absolutely fantastic reels. Yep. Um, we service them once once a year, twice if they need it. Mm. Roller bearings is probably the main issue with them, but that's because of the amount of salt that they see. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they're a great, great reel. Yeah. And uh, for our rod, it's just a five-foot-six. Uh, we For a long time there, we are using the ugly sticks. They're can't fantastic. break them. No, you can't, honestly. I've seen clients sit, Even sit on the esky seat have the, the stripper guide on the gunnel with the tip touching the side of the boat and they just go, keep going. And they're amazing rods. Yeah, uh, you don't need to hand a carpenter or a bloody Loomis in the hand of a of a novice. It's, it's, it's always going to end in one way. Yeah, 100%. You, you, you mean Gazblow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Agree, up. agree. And, and a lot of the people you do have on board, they haven't had a lot of experience with that. And a lot of them haven't even caught a reefish or been to the reef, you know. So um, they're just... Oh, they're just a stale ward of the industry. They've been around a yeah. long time and they just can't break them. Yeah. Now, I know this isn't something you do with your novice clients, but when you get boys on board and girls that um, are really right into their fishing, uh, slow jigging seems to be huge at the moment. And you know what? It produces the goods. You know, you drop a jig down. Have you gotten into that side of things yet? Or Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've got a couple of clients that do like doing it. So we just do it on a sort of a request basis. So a lot of people, obviously the way the Facebook page is trending is what people want to catch and do. Yeah. And a lot of people don't 
care whether it's a lure or whether it's a bait. Yep. And baits, bait is far more productive. Uh, I suppose at the end of the day, it sort of gets them a little bit more, um, a little bit more excited because you've got you know flesh or or squid down there. Yeah. Um, particularly those reaction type bites. But yeah, we've got a couple of clients who love their jig and love their stick bait and stuff. So we've done some. Uh, just even just recently, three weeks ago, I think we did a jigging and top water two days and back to back with with um, some guys Beautiful. and yeah they had a ball mate we got uh, one of them got, got his PB nanny on on jig in the late eighties yeah that's um, a good that's we a good we got a sharp tooth jobfish probably one of the biggest ones we've had on board on jig is there any particular jig because oils ain't oils and especially jigs ain't even though they all look almost exactly the same there's very very slight differences between a nomad jig and let's say a uh, Samaki jig. Yeah. What, what, what do you look for? Is there anything in particular? Is there a particular nah. brand that just doesn't fail for you? And 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 again with that same question, most of them you've got to buy your own assist hooks with hmm. or rig them up. Is there something that you look for, like a decoy assist hook, which is what I go to? Oh, mate. I'll, again, I just keep it very simple. I think yeah, even with lures for barrows, I try to buy a lure that is value for money that that has good hardware on it already. Yeah. Uh, the Nomad stuff. I I can't can't see going past it. The hooks they have on them are strong. Uh, they have a couple of different varieties. Uh, yeah. The action I don't buy into too much. Uh, but if it's some of the, down there, yeah, it's some of the jigging guys, and I take my hat off to them. They really nut it down to a science. But for us, you know, you got a couple of different profiles that you can run. Um, mm. Probably uh, probably retrieve and the way you work the lure is, is also whether you're going to that plagic zone or your demersal zones. Yep. But, yeah, no, I don't get too too bent up about it really. No, definitely. I think one of the things I've got to get my head around and trusted is, is the punishment, the pain that we put through our purpose-built slow jig rods. The angles that you put them on, you're just like, Ugh. and you pay a lot of money for these things and, you, and you're watching, they're just doing stuff that a rod shouldn't do. And I'm a bit timid with mine, thinking that the rod, but they do. That's what they're made for. Mm. They, you know, they they lift 10, 10 kilo weights off the ground to to show the strength of these things. They're amazing. Yeah, they're quite amazing what they put them through. There's no doubt about that. But yeah. we've even it's hard to get you. You know, such a sorry to cut no, you right, off there, but right. that 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 long fit because uh, um, they're split butts to a degree. Yep. And uh, the, the the length of it is is um is pretty hard to get used to you certainly got to get used to it so um yeah um i think that's one thing that i struggle with um but like i've got some jig rods at home which i've actually shortened that length because a lot of lads will sit the rod underneath their armpit some will stick it right into their pelvis and so forth i find when some of them are at their full length which is a foot and a half you're sort of stretching your back to reach the handle and it just doesn't feel right so if you if you're going to get into slow jigging you really got to mess around with a whole lot of rods to feel what's comfortable for you because you can pay pay five six hundred dollars for a stick that just feels awful for you retrieving a fish whereas the bloke next to you who's built differently um finds it awesome just so. um for the people there's a lot of people who, who don't know what you're talking about mm. and and technique what is the technique for jigging like we all know you can buy a metal slice mm. um what do you do just let it go to the bottom let it sit jig it no, what you, is the technique you can mix it right up you can do it from all of what you've just said guys there's and i don't think there's really any hard and fast rule yeah. um obviously the, the quicker the retrieve um and the more erratic and generally uh, more suited to that pelagic sort of fish yep. however nannies will react to that as well and uh, those other sort of demersal species particularly if they're they're active and feeding um 
But yeah, anything from just like you said, leave it in the bottom, wind it up half a foot, and just yeah. slow lifts. Uh, you can you can put a bit of a sort of a one-two jig into it, um, and like I said, you you sort of want to stay in that demersal zone right. if you don't want to chase your trevallies and stuff. Yeah, because they will be at that next sort of level. But yeah, there's no hard and fast rule, and it's it some of the some of the like I said, I will keep it very simple. So some of those retrieves are quite difficult because it oh. takes a bit of coordination to it does to wind, jig, wind, jig, yeah. wind, jig. Yeah, yeah. so. I, I just get clients keeping it really simple, you know, a bit of just like a bit of a flop, lift it right. up, down, you can lift it up, wind down, lift it up, wind down, let it go down and let that jig just have yeah. its own sort of action with it without getting too... I get bored really quick with it. it it's I, one of... It's, you need to stick at it all day. It's like you were yeah. crabbing the other day, like you just take the crab That's bites. That's what I did, yeah. And don't do it. It's a bit like fly fishing. You, you don't yeah. take your barra gear, yeah. lure and if you're going to go fly fishing. Fly fishing's starting to hit that next... Um, level again um it did it back in the early 2000s uh where every second fish i went and brought a fly rod and wanted to have a piece of it and then it just went Bruh, by it, it completely died in the backside apart from your your true lovers of fly fishing i love fly fishing i think it's a cracker of a thing but never got fully into it whereas now again a lot of lads that i know who who didn't do a lot of fly fishing are now starting to fly fish they've got um recognized tournaments for it again now you can see uh tackle stores starting the stock fly gear yeah. again which was once you know in the mid 2000s there anything fly you almost had to purchase overseas or online mm. whereas now it's all starting to come back and it look it is a it's a majestic way to fish it's a very very relaxing way to fish when it all comes together like anything it can be snot i mean when you're trying to fly fish in the boat with two right-handed fishermen and it's a 20 knotter it's always going to be difficult. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in a perfect world, you've got a, a southpaw and a right-handed fisherman just so that your fly lines are working opposites and, and, and that works perfect. If you can get that right and everything else falls into place, it is such a magical, um, rewarding way to fish. Yeah. It? And I think it's, I think the, the oh, it's social media and YouTube and some of these, um, I suppose, the, the newer gen of, um, of fishing identities in that sort of realm uh. have, have have sort of excited the interest back into it again. Yeah, uh, definitely. There was a heap of guys out the mouth of the Seymour. Um, one of the guys is fairly popular on, on socials. Um, yeah, and he drove up from Sydney, you know, like 6,000 kilometres, wherever it is, to Sydney to come and try and catch a permit at the mouth of the Seymour. And there was probably Amazing. About, uh, might have been, I don't know, there was a bit of a fly fishing sort of congregation of guys that all got together on that particular day. Right. There was a lot of guys at the mouth there having yeah. a crack at it, you know. And Any permits caught, do you know of? Um, they'd have shot at a few. They had a lot of overcast conditions, so he said it was extremely tough. To sight, because it is yeah. sight fishing. And um, and it, it was also windy, so yeah, uh, a bit tough for them, but... Yeah, they, they they love what they do. It is a tough way to fish. It is a cool way to fish. Yeah, um, can be extremely frustrating. I don't do I don't do a lot of it. I had a crack at it. Uh, I've got a fly rod still in the box at home. <laughs> <laughs> if, but yeah, if I got a um, a boat purpose built money no object, um, I would definitely have a polling platform on my barrow boat. For, forget the fact that it's a fly fishing thing. Yeah. You know, just cruising along the con or Sunday, being able to, if you're just having a break and standing on top of a, a polling platform, I think that would open up a myriad of extra chances. The amount of extra fish that you would see cruising them flats. Um, oh, it's I, amazing. I don't know why more people don't do it. No, I, I do it on the reef flats. I've got that big, it's it's more of a polling platform than a cutting board. And yeah. I stand up there on the reef flats when the boys are stick baiting and that. The amount of 
st- like stuff you see I know. is absolutely incredible. You're only elevated another sort of metre and a half. I try and get as high. Yeah, but that metre and a half, it, the trajectory of it. It's crazy. Just changes everything. Mm. And, and I'm just like, and that's where popularity, like I love a bass boat. Bass boats do it for me. But then you see these purpose-built flats boats, you know, your Key Wests and, Hughes, and so yep. forth, Hughes, with these poly, and I look at it, and as as a fishing eye, I just go, "Yep, yeah, that's that's what it's I've, about." I've got next year. I've taken a leaf out of Mal the Crate Man's book. Yep. I've got. I stole five milk cut crates from the milk bar around the corner, and I've cable tied them together. Nothing wrong with and that. And I'm going to stand on the top of them, and I'll but still just be able to see over the gunnel. You'll, have to, you'll <laughs> have to repair. <laughs> like I said, do what the boys do at Faust. They yeah. get a big high esky. Put an esky out the front. That's their that's their sight viewing platform. Mm. Because Faust nowadays, um, over the weed beds is sight fishing. It's all about sight fishing, especially on them pristine mornings when you wake up and it's a it's a five knot variable and it's just wavy, <laughs> and uh, and you see them fish tailing in that weed. When you're at surface level, sure you'll see a couple. Very hard to see if that little slight bit of dorsal, because sometimes that dorsal fin isn't mm. sticking out, p- tailing in the water. Sometimes it's just under. But if you've got that extra height, you will pick up 80% more. You'll sight fish 80%. And that's why they put that esky at the front. They stand on that esky. They're way higher. And it just it, it completely changes your results. And then on top of that, you put the likes of, of live, which is just the most incredible thing i've ever seen that is that's cruel to fish live live one yeah i would feel so and and this is a really shitty opinion to have but if i'm in a tournament now with my technology and then the the garmin boys or 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 any of the lads rock up with this live I, i will feel defeated straight away knowing what they can do not in the weed not in the timber i'm talking about them fish that are schooling in the actual basin you oh, can't be in, in the dam yeah in, in the dams in the yeah. dams i'm talking about oh yeah I, i've never seen anything like it it's, yeah, it's just incredible I, one thing if we're talking about sighting fish and and um as we all know about 12 months ago i had the lenses changed in my eyes and for years before that i could never see fish on the flats at Hinchinbrook. Everyone used to say, oh, there's a school here. There's I could never see them. And when I had the lenses changed in my eyes, I put silicon lenses in, um, and then the colour popped more. You don't realise, um, as you get on, let, let's face it, that you don't realise how poor the colour definition in your eyes till you get new lenses and then when I went to the channel for the first time with the new lenses Mm. and I could see barras and brim and and you know in that that shallow metre and a half stuff and a school of brims, I could never see that but when I got my new lenses done I can see that now it would have been pretty exciting mate. it it was amazing, Like we were just drifting along near Haycock Island and I looked into a snag, there was a 68 centimetre barra there and I could never, ever see that because the colour definition yeah, never right broke on. it apart from everything. Yep. So I would really struggle. And Kayleen used to go, well, look at that barra sitting there. Where? And then when I got the new lenses, mm-hmm. I could it broke everything apart. And did you it know was, 15% of them fish that you see now will eat? Yeah. So you're increasing your catch rate or your possible catch rate by 15% yeah. easy. I mean, let's be honest. 
nine times out of ten, when you see a Munji cruising along, it's just going to give you the finger. Yeah. But but in, keep the, going. in but, the last twelve months, because of my lenses, it's created a whole new fishing part for me. Oh, it would have happened it all up. Yeah. yeah, because I last time up the channel before the season closed, we drifted along the flats, and I could actually see them swimming along. The other and art too, I always say to clients as well is. You tend to have a, and I, I did it when I was a kid, and my old man used to always say, you can't look at the water, look through the water. Yeah. And it sounds dumb. But, mm-hmm. it, but once you, you, you manage to, to gain the art of looking through the water, it would have opened up exactly the same things oh, you were just talking about. Yeah, mate, yeah. it was amazing, Benny. When, when I went in on the Friday and they sliced my eye open and they took my old lens out and they roll in a silicon lens and then they cover your eye up and they say, go home, you'll still be a bit groggy, and they do one eye one week and the next the other eye the next and they said in an hour when you wake up take your your cover off your yep. eye put your drops in and so i went home and, and it's like having madonna in the studio nothing on him's real yeah i know no, yeah. Like i know your yeah, yeah. so, arm's just falling off gas just so, <laughs> so i um i took the patch off and and i was watching cricket on pay tv because i was sitting at home and uh, i put my hand over my good eye and looked through my crap eye and then swapped over and the color difference on the field of the uniforms and the green i went wow this is and then when i went fishing and had my new eyes in and you go wow this is amazing yeah. it's and, and yeah to be able to see that mm. um was I just really cool blokes on the water without sunglasses i can't i do can't it. do it no neither can i no, no i don't know how they do it if i rock up at the ramp and the, i forgot my sunnies for some. That's me. I'm not launching. I That's have a spare set. set. So do I. Yeah, I got spare set. Got a spare set of Makos in the car. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. But yeah, we get back to live scope. What you're well, talking about. Well, what we're going to do? Oh, we're gonna yeah. Shoot to a yeah. Song yeah. Our oh, yeah. We'll have a ten-hour show today. And then Let's we are going to have to uh, yeah. talk to our mate Mick from uh, no, Motorco. No, we've got no guests. Only M. Everyone's oh, okay. not working today. Only M. Right. No problem. So one whatsoever. guest. So we got Benny the whole show and just a chat with M. Okay. Well, we've got heaps of to talk about. All right. We'll be back after the song. Uh, breaks. Enjoy a little bit of ELO, my friends.
to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Lucinda Fishing Lodge is North Queensland's best kept secret and only a short drive from Townsville. Take your family, take your mates and take your boat with unlimited kilometres of the Hinchinbrook Channel to explore or just a short trip to the Great Barrier Reef. The time to book is now. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, what a great escape. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, station sponsor. Racing and power away with a new Yamaha outboard from Rising Sun Marine, home of Australia's most trusted marine brands. With Yamaha Motor Finance and Insurance, hitting the water in your dream boat couldn't be easier. Visit the team at Rising Sun Marine today. Come and get it. Rising Sun Marine. Station sponsor. Everything you need to keep your car driving well and looking great, you'll find it at Cheaper Auto Spares. Performance parts, tools and accessories, spare parts, and the best prices in town. Cheaper Auto Spares, locally owned and operated in the big black and yellow building, Ingham Road, Carbot. Station sponsor. When you're a builder and your father and grandfather were builders before you, it's definitely in your blood. Homes by DJ Jones brings that experience and passion to every home. Homes by DJ Jones build quality homes at a true turnkey price with no hidden extras. If you're looking for peace of mind when you build, see their new display home at Harris Crossing featuring the new Tesla Powerwall. Homes by DJ Jones. Your home, your future, their reputation. Station sponsor. Are you into spearfishing? Tackle World Townsville has the biggest range of spearfishing gear in town with all the big name brands like Rob Allen, Cressy, Torelli and heaps more. And we'll repair and service your gear. Tackle World on the Ingham Road has it all. See you down at Tackle World today. Station sponsor. All my friends don't go fishing. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, and good morning, and welcome back to the 4K 1G Fishing Show. We are cruising along just beautifully at the moment. Them phones are running hot, young guys. Oh, mate, it's going off. Fog in a sock, as they say. Yeah, definitely. Now, because we do have uh, three of us in the studio today, don't hesitate to uh, ring in while we are live on air, because um, I'll just Because we're lucky enough to have Benny from Wild Hinchinbrook Adventures with us. Well, then you cut me off, Gary. I am. 
Yeah, you, well, and I'm very well done too. I'm getting to the crux of it, mate. We don't want to leave Ben out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would have just told everyone about yourself. Do you want to come around and sit this yeah, side? You're in the big seat. Yeah, it doesn't matter, mate. <laughs> I'm in the big seat, but the, but old, old Mr. He's holding, on, he's holding on to it, isn't he? Get to ready, grim ben, <laughs> when he starts mucking up the button. He doesn't even walk around. He just comes over the top of the I console. I just reach over, Ben. <laughs> I just reach over. I've let go, guys. Let go. Space. But no. do you know what the power is here? Yeah, see, I'm gone. <laughs> and now. Got me. Yeah, see what he can do. Yeah, he thrives on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, done and dusted. We'll leave it there now. Yeah. So, um, obviously, we've covered a little bit of the the reef side of things, and we've covered everything else. Hometown is actual Hinchinbrook. No, it's not, mate. No, no it's not. Tell no, me. No, no, I was born in Sydney. <clears throat> no, no, I mean currently. Oh, currently, yeah. No, yep. absolutely. So, yeah. No, we're uh, we're just living on the north side of Bingham there. So, yes. Yeah, it's uh definitely home base now and we'll be home base i can't see us moving anywhere now beautiful and we're talking in the in the break obviously your beautiful boats which we'll talk about shortly but they are wrapped with kai signs they are mate yeah the guys yep. at kai signs are amazing yeah. they do incredible work yeah they've they? done everything for us this year so um we now have the the three vessels in the stable yep and we've got the bus as well which kai's all wrapped for us yeah and, definitely uh, they're amazing he's got a great crew there and his yeah. uh, i've always used kai's wraps on my boat you can't can't oh, and your service is second to none, mate. Like, I had a bit of an issue with the way the first time was fitted on the big boat. And yep. He had a Stanley knife in his pocket at the boat round while I was washing it down after charter and come out and trimmed it up for me, you know. Like, yep. you can't ask for service. No. Better than that. No, and they're a great sponsor of the show, so we thank them. So it's fantastic. And what boats are you running? Uh, so the the big, the larger vessel we're running is 6.2 rear centre console built by Sick Plate Boats in Harvey Bay, which yep. unfortunately aren't building boats anymore. Uh, very good mate of mine. Yeah. Uh, so that's our that's our larger vessel. We've got a five meter Cairns Customer Craft Barra Tracker, right? Which is a a '98 model actually. It's been been refitted and um, turned into a tiller. It's got a if it's not broken, Yami. don't fix it, mate. Hundred percent. So yeah, so that's fitted. <clears throat> Sorry, the larger vessel we just fitted up with a brand new 225 Yami. Yes. Uh, V6. Uh, the Cairns Custom Craft's got a 70 Yami F70. Yep. Uh, we bought a a small 4.1 meter Polycraft Challenger. Yep. Um, about two, oh, about a month and a half ago. Mm. And um, as much as Pottycrafts aesthetically aren't pretty, but she's the girl that's going to outlive my boat, Gaz's boat, tenfold. Yeah. We, you can't break them bloody we, things. Since Hinchinbrook High Boat sort of uh, moved on, we looked at going into that higher realm to provide that service, but we couldn't manage the amount of boats I had. So, yep. Uh, yeah, demand was there, and they, yeah, we found a little 4.1 metre. Uh, Polly, that was how's the handle? Yeah, awesome. I love it. It's <laughs> so good to chase jacks out of that that tight country, yep. which is how I love chasing jacks. Because the, when we say tight country, we're really talking tight. There's, there's oh, like you're with the breaking yeah. through the, yeah. and you're not going to do that with your ninety grand bass boat. No, it's, no, you're not going to do that. Yeah, but no, not, not unless money's no issue to you. No, it's phenomenal, mate. It's a, it's a cool little cool little boat. It's nice to go back to that bare bones, yep, tight fishing. We all have these beautiful mm. boats with all this electronics and everything it's yep. so good sometimes to go back to summer. and it's how you get the fish to get taken into them places like i remember back in the day when the uh ingham rod and reel barra tournament was all about uh numbers um not necessarily big fish and, and no one could catch johnny miller the guy was an absolute freak but in saying that no one could find him either because he was where no place no boat should rightly be and he was in a bass boat but he brought that bass boat to say, oh, I'm going to put this boat in places that it, it just shouldn't go. And uh, you would go past John and he was 100 metres in the mangrove catching rats 
that I would never go in with my boat. My boat wouldn't fit in there anyway. But that's how you got the fish. Yeah. And, uh, and my point is, is, is with your polycraft, you're going to be finding fish that, that Gary and I simply can't because we won't put our boats through that sort of um, challenge. So it, it's, a, it's a good thing to do. And then you've got the other side of it is um, the flats quite often. And that's what I love. I love that last you just as that water's coming out of the mangroves and you're in the flats that's when you want to be there that's when you're going to be about and you know what that's when i've got to go because my electric's hitting my my bottom of my hull's hitting and you you leave it for five minutes extra trying to get that barrel and that's it you're there for the day whereas if you've got something like a skiff and bats boats and, and and so forth you you get an extra half an hour which in a tournament situation or even an esky situation you can end up with three more fish in the boat so there's big things in it. and there's there's pros and cons with everything because at the end of the day when Hinchinbrook blows up to 25 knots which inevitably it does sometimes you'll wave to that fellow with his flat bottom as you're going past and he's getting banged around pretty badly so there's the good with the bad you know, there's plenty of times there when I look at um, one of them skiffs and go, thank God I'm not in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it gets pretty treacherous across that channel towards Lucinda there. It's amazing, And now going it? tide and a, a southeastly or a northerly, yeah, absolutely yep. it does. Some of the worst stuff I've seen is in is in Faust. I've never seen um, waves in fresh water stand up like that. It's, uh, it's some of the worst stuff I've ever seen. And it sort of makes you think, that's for sure. So, yeah. Um, people here empowerment of freshwater dam fish and they think there's that's it you're going to be in a little flat honey hole all day no, no. no we, I remember fishing we fished one of those bass, remember when Bass Nation started doing a bit of a barrow yeah that's yeah. a while ago yeah now. yeah it is yeah we fished one of the the, um, the rounds at Prossy and yeah one night it, it blew in 20 to 25 knots it was crazy yep it is a it is a Horrid. Hey, I will touch the console when I'm ready, Gary. It doesn't put me on, Ben, so I just sit here and twiddle my thumbs. Answer your phone. Faust is a a horrible place when that wind whips up that valley. It is dangerously bad. Back then I had that little 17-foot scout and yep. we're probably probably 60 to 100 metres from, from Griffo. And oh, it was, it's treacherous. Waves come yeah. over the front. But still popping barrels. It's, it's, cra- it's a, crazy. It's a place. funny place like that, isn't it? Because we we quite often talk to Jace Wilhelm on here, and Jace is is a super super empowerment fisherman through, from the days, and he loves that wind. Gets down into a corner where it's all blowing into, and whereas I go, oh, I'm not going to get bashed around here, but boom, that's where he goes. Well, yeah, away. he sort of he sort of really, I suppose, was the one that. Broke the mould of not being able to catch barrows on a roaring southeasterly yeah. at a Wonga in the day. You know, he, he was the guy that set the tone and, yeah, fished it and was successful with it. And I suppose everyone else evolved with it, you know. So yeah, mate, it, 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 like in the early days, I, I can't recall any others throwing frogs across the surface before Jace did. Mm. And he was telling us a few years ago on the, the principle of it and he used the cat and the mouse and, and you just... We were talking about the frogs coming across the top of the surface and he said he uses the cat and the mouse. He says, you have a mouse just prancing around a cat and the cat really does anything, but as soon as that mouse takes off, bang, the cat's after it. And the same with his frogs. He said, you wind them as fast as you can and see what happens. And, and, for, and we all know people throwing frogs around the dams now. Um, it's, it's huge. It's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting fact. Places I wouldn't have fished, People like that and yourself, they go, oh, we'll go and sit in this ugly corner um, and catch fish. Yeah. Why not? 
Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting theory. How do you go with the storage in your boat? You got everything. Oh, I'm, I hate being in the messy boat. So, my boat's got to be clean. Everything's got to have its place and so yep. forth. I was actually in uh, another shop yesterday, BCF. I was in BCF and they had, um, I saw some these wonderful storage system setups that I thought would be absolutely brilliant for the boat. And what you do is you actually buy. A, uh, a bracket, a frame, which is, uh, you can buy them in different lengths. This is a 1.2. So it's like a 1.2 sheet of solid aluminium with uh, with a um, sleeve inside of it. And then you buy these accessories, whether you want a, um, a, a pliers set or you buy these little um, baskets which you put um, your lures in and this in and everything, and they slide on. And so this goes onto the side of the hull and then you just slide whatever you want on there. So your pliers set, then your little bag where you put your lures, and you can have a couple of drink holders. It is the most incredible thing that I've, I've ever seen. So I thought that is a really, really good idea. So I, I have little rod storage. I've got the good old vertical on the console. Rod storage is my most important thing. Yeah. I need somewhere for my rods. I get very envious with the guys that have rod lockers. And can lift the lid and put everything in. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't. use oh. mine too often don't because you? it's a mission getting them out. Is it really? Yeah. I just think of them and go, oh, geez. Well, I, I lay my rods on top of my rod locker and yeah. my rod locker becomes storage for me. So rather than having rods in my rod locker, mine is full yeah, of mine is as well. uh, our rid. Is it? And yeah, um, yes. uh, I put my flares in there. I don't feel so there. bad now then. No, no. But what I do, because, and, and rightly or wrongly, I hate, I like, I'm a real punts with my reels i like them to look flat they're a lot of money so I, I don't want to pick up my conquest and have big dirty scratches from boat rash on it so my rods um there's two things i do one i actually i put a, a keep it, i have them in a reel cover when i go fishing because you ha you do you take a few rods in the boat so i've i've got the reel covers there and then i'll take that reel cover off when i've selected that rod and reel out to to use it and that way they can bang together all day long and they're, they're not going to harm each other um and i reckon that's a really really good idea and then the second thing which i do like for christmas beck and i went and done a little bit of christmas shopping and i just got so you everyone's got the normal boat rod holders in the boat yep. you know your, your stainless ones that are around here but then I ju i've just brought some um three set ones now that are going to sit on the side of the console so i can have them vertically and everything now and and, and when they're in front of you you can see them when your rods are behind you and if you're coming to the creek and you go over something low hanging if you're not if you're not on your game that's the end of your rod yeah and it's happened to just about everyone yeah it's probably the biggest downfall yeah. with the vessels i have they have that rocket launcher in the polling platform which there. is brilliant when you go on blue water yeah but when you're going up the guts of sunday yeah. It's a different story. It's or, a different, yeah, yeah Chase yeah. and Jackson, I just lie them down now. I don't, yeah, and you don't have to. Bother Otherwise, some of the country, Yeah, them. some of the country fish is impossible, but yeah. some of the open stuff with Barron, that they're a great option because yeah. everything's off the floor, like you, you said, you know. But, yeah, my storage-wise for tackle for me, I actually mm. use a sustain. I think it's Sustema. Uh, they're a big box. You can get them from Woolies. Yeah. And I use those, and I've got a whole whole rack full of you know whole things good idea plastics in it and then i'll have all in the packets and same with my my lure i don't use a lot of hard bodies these days unless we're sort of fishing shallower country for barrow and that yeah um, whether it's drains or um, shallow headlands or, or mm. something like that or a flat situation uh, we don't use a lot of hard bodies around sticks because it's just yeah i think what i'll do next time is um at the moment i've just got your standard everyday pedestals um pole, pedestal poles but next time on one of them whether it be my passenger side or my side i'm going to 
going to pay that bit of extra money to sit it on on that box platform where you have the tackle trays inside it. I love that idea. I think underneath. that's uh, underneath your so you've got a solid box and then your your main fishing chair sits on top of that box but underneath that box you've got place for four four tackle boxes to slip into. It just it makes sense. It's mm. easy because you're not you're utilising every part of your boat there. Yeah. And when um, I build fish, I've got a relaxed bait station, um, you know, on the back of the game. And isn't that a great idea? And I've got it on a post and it goes into my seat spigot on the nose of my boat, like, yeah, okay. you know, mm. and then I can stand there and rig my baits and then my rods and tag pole and everything go in that. It's, mm. it's perfect on the nose of the boat. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a great idea. Oh, it's just on the nose of the boat? Yes. Okay, so yeah. explain that. Well, your relaxed bait station is like a half moon shape. You're right, uh, yes. And the game boats have them on the back deck and they work around them on the back deck. But being a 4.6 yeah, meter tinny, use where you not can. much room down the back there. So up the nose of the boat is all the room. And up on the nose, the, the built-up section is a, a sprigger for the seat. Hmm. So I've got my bait station on the pole. So what I a put great it idea. There, and then I can stand there and rig all my baits and have the rods and everything up out of the way when we hook up. So we're fishing out the back of the boat, um, tag pole, and anything we get out of the way when we hook up goes up the front yeah. and into the relaxed Yeah, you'd always be able to look at your spread as well while you're yeah, up there man, and doing whatever awesome. you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's traditionally where that tournament seat would sit up the front there. Brilliant. Yes. Yeah, no, yep. 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 Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. I'm one of them guys, uh, if you take the pliers out, put the pliers back. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> put the knife back. I've got a spot forever. I get a bit excited. When you're offshore and you have a, you have a hot bite, sometimes I'll leave a bit of stuff lying around because you're yep. trying to sort out four different people at once. But, uh, but yeah, there's a spot for everything. One of the greatest things I think I've uh, uh, ever made, and I use them often, and you know what? They're not... Some people are really, really against them, but I'm a massive fan of boga grips, fish grips. They they uh, they save a lot of um, injuries to us, and 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 quite often help the fish a bit uh, for us being able to get the the hooks out of their mouths a lot quicker. Um, some people hate them, think that they're they're cruel, but um, I love having bogas or, or fish grips, whatever you want to call them. Are you a fan of them? Do you use them at all? Uh, we don't use the traditional bogey grips. There's also different types oh, of bogey grips. We use plastic type ones. Um, How popular are they? Yeah, really? yeah. Uh, Which is the same self setup, like a vice grip, yeah, yeah. basically. Um, I think a lot of people, they got bad press because a lot of people were holding the fish from the bogey grips without supporting the belly. And I think it was yeah. more poor education. I don't think it was actually the fault of bogey grips. Yeah. Uh, so, may they have their place. And like you said, it, it, definitely from a safety aspect, yeah, yeah great. Yeah, you know, you're keeping for me keeping my client's hand away from that that lure that's out of that jack or barra's mouth, you know. Because yep. uh, one thing we try and pride ourselves, you know, is take quality photos as well. I yeah. want people to go away with quality photos for, to to really match their experience. Um, so a lure in a mouth is is great. Yeah, it adds a bit of colour or bling to the to the whole photo. So I think so. I like to take photos with lures in in the mouth. Yep. And those sorts of grips are great. I get for that. frustrated. Um, when, and my mates are really good now, my current mates. But I used to, and, and when, when my mates gets a photo, um, I'd take my time with it and um, and get them a good photo. But some of the past friends would, uh, it, it wasn't their fish, so there wasn't a lot of interest. And it would shit me to tears when uh, you'd look back at the end of the day at your photos and there's a quarter. There's no point taking a fish photo with a quarter of the tail out. Or a quarter, or half no. your head, or anything. It's like, come on, guys, it's, yeah. put it in in the frame or so forth, or try a few different things, uh, move around this way a little bit, and and some fish just look really cool being held in different 
in different angles. Yeah. Oh, and the thing is, is like, and I mean, you've caught thousands and thousands of fish as yeah, you're right. all of us have, but yeah, yeah, each right, photo then. tells a story, doesn't it? You know, like, it so it doesn't matter whether it's a, a 35 centimetre jack, it might have dusted you and you've landed it on four pound and it's mm-hmm. it had the story attached to it. So a good photo, you know, you can look back on and always yeah. reflect on those those times. So the importance of a photo, particularly for what we do, is, is incredible and a lot of people make very positive comment on that, which is great. Oh, yeah. definitely. And and, and, um, and that's, like on Gaz and I side, that all of this is, is self self recognition or and you know what who cares we're proud of it but in your situation it's 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 advertising so yeah it's pretty important it's advertising and it's i suppose it's a we're on big one thing a big thing i learned straight away right at the start was it's about experience yeah like it it really guiding uh whether it's scenic or whether it's fishing is all about experience you should put that photo because it's just showing the photo of the space station put it on our page and uh those photos and those videos that we do as you do as every other fisherman does yeah but for us it it adds to that experience because people can take away Mm. you know away from that and be able to reflect on on that experience and i think that's a key thing to it yeah brilliant Mm. i've noticed here um beside my pair of makos you've got a pair of makos um you spend a lot of time on the water makos um looks after our fishing show which is awesome they are a good sunny aren't they they've gone ahead the makos have been around forever um no ifs or buts i'm a big fan of spotters also yep. uh and and spotters had the monopoly there for a long time mako's now um have changed a lot of things within their business and um and have kicked some massive goals and and i think the thing that i love about them is is they're so light like you pick up a pair of makos and you think um that the lens have to be polycarbonates but they're like a, that that's slice sort mm. of glass and and they're a really really light thing and um I don't know. I'm a ma- I'm I'm huge believer. Yeah, no. Nah, the guys, the guys at Mako have looked after us for probably the last what, oh, probably four, four or five years. Yeah, uh, and I've used all of them. I love spotters as well. Yeah, I love uh, spotters. I love tonics. Use so spotters. A- uh, tonics have an incredible lens as well. I mean, they're yep. they're all a great product. But Mako's been a good fit for us, mate. They're a great company. The people there are good. Yeah, uh, definitely. We look were um, looked after from from Costa, and there's no ifs or buts. Never run Costa. Yeah. I've never never run beautiful, them. beautiful, yeah. beautiful sun. But you know what? We're, we're an Australian show. Mako's an Australian company. For what a great opportunity! So, but they, I mean, at the end of the day, they were the they were the stalwart of what of the industry. I remember when Dad used to have the, the old Malcolm Florence, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Jester, all those sorts oh, yeah. of heroes. You know, the, and so did I. So did you? Yeah, absolutely. And you had a pair of the uh, the old uh, almost like horse, um, yeah, sort of. Um, I found a pair on Gumtree. Did you really? The old school ones, yeah. Ah! And bought them. And brought them. <laughs> Absolutely. Why not? Yeah. Still Why in not? the old Mako case too, like leather yeah. and bound case. That's amazing. So cool. Yeah. I remember, yeah, you're 100%, 100% right with Malcolm Florence um, wearing them. And then I think he was picked He was picked up by a company called Carrera. Carrera um, Sunnies? Yeah, Carrera yeah. Sunnies. I don't even know what happened to Carrera Sunnies. They... they broke some ground they were um one of the very first companies to bring out white sunglasses which for one reason or another has popularity um i've never owned a pair of white sunnies but some guys love them so 
good on them. Mm. Um, but they, they, and that was a very early 90s um, when they brought them out. So they were ahead of their ground. And when they come out, that they, they were perceived quite badly, apart from a small minority. But apart from that, the Carreras made a whole stack of other really, really good glasses that were extremely popular. And I remember, I think there's a video, uh, there may be a video where Malcolm, Malcolm Florence is wearing the white Carreras, the one where he goes, it's a horse, Malcolm. It's a horse. Which, Malcolm. Yeah, yeah. With Ron, <laughs> that was with Ronnie Poole and and Dar Weldon. Dar Weldon, and that that was a cracker of a video, of a um, sports fishing library. Oh, that series yeah. is amazing. Amazing series. Yeah. There was some fishing there that uh, you and I would just. Well, that was when Myrmidon was unreachable. It was. And they it brought was that American um, bloke over, and they, and they were jigging big. Sort of marabou jigs, yeah, marabou style, jigs, yeah, with a big slab bat on off baby. the baby, yeah. How good's that? And that speaking of baby, that was on the back of Sea Baby, if I remember. It was maybe Sea baby, baby Two, or it was Sea Juicer, or one of them. I Isn't it amazing how far we've come with exploration, though? Myrmidon, when I when I was a kid, was like the the pinnacle. It was like the the yep. most furthest reef that is just the unreachable by trailer vessel. Now, but it's now common. you know. You, you got Big Cat Reality and all these guys pushing way, way out into the... Way past that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like... Um, and Myrmidon now, apart from having a safe harbour, because it's got that lagoon in there, once you're there, you're sort of in a safe area. And uh, there is rumours people are trying to push for it to be... The, the grounds to be opened up there to where you can bottom bash for the trouties and so forth. But today it's predominantly used as a... as a Well, once upon a time as a juvenile black marlin or a billy ground... Whereas now, over the last 15 or so years, they've realised, hang on, there's some big blacks out here. Mm. You know, the likes of... They've got a few blues out there too, don't they? They have a few yeah. blue, blues yeah. as well. They've all caught blues out. I think Mickey Dykstra and even Wadey and Benny and all of them boys out there and their big rigs have, um, have stumbled across some very, very big, big um, blacks and blues. Yep. You are exactly right there. So, and I think the evolution of four-stroke engines has made it a lot more um, economical, economical, and easy to, to get to. Yeah, you know, I mean the the old two-stroke V4 Johnson, you know, <laughs> used to chew 100 litres an hour. Yeah, <laughs> you get to bomber and back, and you've used 140 litres. Mind you, our fuel prices accommodated for that back then. You know, oh, they do now. It's just inconceivable what the old V4 Johnson would cost you with uh, 150 on the back to get out to Mermanon. It just, it, it's not. No, it's not even feasible. No, not yeah. at all. Not at all. And uh, things have to change. They wish they won't. They won't change. We're, we're spending uh, too much money on... I'm not even getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to a song and an ad break so I don't get into trouble. <laughs> All right, quickly, Martin, quickly. Quick Martin. We'll be back soon. <laughs> Great song, this one. Apparently, just let me turn it on there, and here we go. Yeah. 
Mob. D-Vibes and Easy Beasy. Crank it with us on the only live exclusive weekend show in town. Deadly by Dark. Every Friday and Saturday nights from 7 to 10 p.m. With one hour of request. Taking you back, playing all your R&B, hip-hop, rap and reggae from the 80s to now. So come kick it with us on your two deadly radio station. 107.1 FM 4K1G. Too deadly, deadly, deadly. Flagship destroyer boats are built for North Queensland conditions. Higher sides, wider and deeper. Built strong, built to last, built to fish. Flagship destroyer boats are only available at Townsville Marine. All powered by Yamaha Outboards with Yamaha Finance and Insurance. With models from the 435 Creek boats to the mighty 730 hardtop models and everything in between. There's a destroyer boat at Townsville Marine to suit your fishing. Destroyer boats, Yamaha. Townsville Marine. Station sponsor. Everything you need to keep your car driving well and looking great, you'll find it at Cheaper Auto Spares. Performance parts, tools and accessories, spare parts, and the best prices in town. Cheaper Auto Spares, locally owned and operated in the big black and yellow building, Ingham Road, Carbot. Station sponsor. Sponsor. Repower your boat with reliability and power with the next generation of Mercury four-stroke outboards now in stock at Motor Marine. With unbeatable savings, nobody makes a wider range of more reliable, powerful and efficient outboards than Mercury. Backed by decades of innovation, Mercury outboards are built to go the distance and Mercury's non-declining warranty gives you ultimate peace of mind. See the range and grab an unbeatable Mercury deal now at Motor Marine, Bayswater Road, Townsville. Station sponsor. All my friends don't go fishing. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, and good morning and welcome back again to the 4K1G Fishing Show. We've got Benny Weston live in the studio with us from Wild Hinchin Book Adventures and we are chewing some fat over some pretty cool subjects. And uh, let's uh, touch base on an important um, subject. A couple of things. We're just looking at a picture in the ad break um, and uh, of another which is becoming more and more common. I'm not quite sure what's going on, but it's my um, biggest fear. And that's a car that has uh, disappeared into the waters of the boat ramp um it's and there's a few reasons why that happens handbrake failure it, it doesn't doesn't matter if you've got the handbrake on don't leave the car in neutral if it's a manual <laughs> have that have it in in gear yep. have it in first that helps a big it's, it's like having it in park on a on an automatic um at, at the moment and it's probably a poignant time to talk about it too because we've got the kings you know we got 3.6 meter tide uh this morning or yesterday and so forth if, if you've got a 3.6 meter high nine times out of ten that low is a is a horribly low low with a lot of mud on the ramp so let's say it's a 0.3 or a 0.4 or something like that and if you're if you've decided to bring your um boat back in on the bottom of that tide you're open to a lot of things that can go pear-shaped i mean nine times out of 10, if you've got a four-wheel drive in there you're fine you sort of um, the rig might slide a little bit and once the weight of the boat comes on that's it that's game over we're, we're fine and you, you drive it up but um there, there's uh there's sweet spots where if you're bringing the boat onto a trailer especially if you're not driving it on if you're winching it up and that boat gets to that particular point where the 
where the weight pulls all the way back and um, your truck starts to slide. Sometimes when that truck starts sliding, that's it. it when I say truck, I mean car. Sometimes when the car starts sliding, that's it. It's got its momentum and it's not stopping um, mm. in that case. And, um, and normally once the boat's weight comes off, the car will stop and then you might fill the boot up or something like that and, and you're very, very lucky. Unfortunately, thanks for my coffee, Gazza. Unfortunately, when there's another failure like a handbrake failure or... or you know, I, remember when you used to take your kiddies fishing? I never used to let my kids sit in the car while I retrieved the boat. I was just too scared that one of the beautiful little darlings was going to jump in the front mm. and hit a button. Because nowadays it's not about pull the no, handbrake up, it's about buttons, isn't it? 100%. You know, you know, Wait up, Gary, I'll turn you on, my friend. Well, you never do. Well, Very do scary story, and it doesn't relate to um, with a boat. But kids with cars. Mm. Um, many years ago, when my little one, my well, two are in their twenties now. But when Cassie was small, um, I, I left the keys in the ignition, parked the car in the driveway, and I'd reversed in so the car was still in reverse. And I went inside, and Cassie was out outside, and she thought she'd get the keys out for Dad of the car and be really good and you know how you sometimes you can't just pull the keys out she actually turned the car on and it started reversing with her at the door uh -oh. and uh, luckily mum's car was behind it and stopped it going any further it ran into mum's car and smashed the taillight but that did not matter as soon as we heard that car go and cassie yell out your heart just falls to the ground mm. and so so yeah i i see where you're coming from marty with leaving getting the kids out of the car putting them out of the way yep um just in case they stand on the handbrake or turn the car on and mate the the feeling you get when you hear that oh mate. And you, we ran outside and yep. you go holy dooly yeah we're so lucky but so, massive massive panic yeah oh mate and she thought she was doing the right thing getting the keys for dad but, yeah, and that was silly by me, mm, yep. leaving the keys in it. Yeah. And you sort of go... But it, it happens. It does. It mate. happens. Yeah, so, so when I was at the road... I'm talking not not now, but when Jakey was three or four, I'd be like, all right, out with Dad. Yeah. Stay away from the trailer. I used to just put him up on the, on the side um, and it, everything works well. But I'm a big fan of having a truck on board. I get paranoid, especially because I'm on my own most of the time. I love fishing on my own. And you come back and you can't pick what time you're going to shut the show down because um, you, you might say that you want to come back at 6 in the morning when that tide's coming in. But if the fishing's completely dead or, or you've already got your fish, you want to pull out and the tide's low, then um, you have to account for that, you know, yep. uh, rather than staying on the water for another three hours just for the sake of tide. So, look, it makes a big difference having the chalk. Um, my mate Gabo, he's got a... A truck that he puts under his front wheels and um, which has got a long piece of rope on it. And then when he drives up, as he drives up, he just pulls his truck inside and keeps going. So anything that can help your boat, because like I say, once it starts sliding, you could be in big trouble. And it does happen. And you've only got to get on YouTube or you've only got to spend enough time down at the boat ramp and um, it can go horribly wrong, horribly quick. and uh, yeah, Very I, quickly. With, um, and people truck, these days yeah. tend to want to film it before. Yeah, do they help you? Before. With the other 10 people. Yeah, 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 filming it as well. Yeah. 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 Speaking of, of trailers, your trailers are almost in the water every day. What sort of mate? Do you spray anything on them, or what, uh, how do you not look really. after yours? 
just fresh water goes. They yeah. all mine aluminium. So yes. oh, besides the the poly, but the poly hasn't had that much use. But the other two, they're full aluminium trailers. So the only steel you really got is your springs, axles. Yeah. Um, bearings. How do you, how do you go with your bearings? I've been I've had a great run with bearings. Yep. Yeah, I really have. Uh, so I've had no issues with bearings at all. Uh, touch wood. Yeah, they've um, said that now, and your wheel will fall off I, tomorrow, I, and you'll go bloody gas. I, I did snap a, a spring. All oh, right, yeah. Uh, earlier this year, I, believe, I think it was. Yep. Snapped a spring. So what it was is the the second leaf from where it goes to the hangers actually didn't go all the way to where the hangers are. Yep. Just below the curled part where the bolt goes through. Yes. It actually was about 50 mil short. And what was happening is the flex of it, that that first spring, leaf started wearing a line Oh, in the right, main, yes, yep. in the main spring, yeah, and just snapped. That. I was doing 100k an hour just outside. You know, with the, uh, the, before the the Hawkins Creek turn off, yep. you got that down that train mm. line, went down, down there. there and snap. Ugh. It's because it's a really neglected thing, the old trailer maintenance for most people, isn't it? And I was guilty of it um, at the start of the year. The back of my trailer actually snapped, yep. but there was no visible signs of outside rust it was inside the cancerous stuff on the inside yeah yep. and i didn't and i now have a uh, aluminium trailer sea channels are a good sun. thing they are yeah, yeah and, and it was the same with me and i my mate who welds um calvin sorted it out for me it was actually during um the ingham rod and reel comp i went to try and push my boat off the trailer and thought geez this ain't coming off walked around the back and she'd snapped um and then uh, a good old sam Sad was going to weld it up for me. Great bloke. Pretty handy lad. Yeah, mate, he was so good that day. And I, you, uh, first thing you do is you, you sort of panic and go, geez, how am I going to get home? But Calvin took it off to an engineer in Ingham that they use and they yeah. welded a whole new section on for me. Awesome. But yeah, I didn't see it because it was inside the trailer. Yeah. And like with you all day, but like you said, aluminium. And then I went, I've got an aluminium um, Quintrex trailer under mine now. So. Yeah, I mean, you could treat them with all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Well, at the start, I was giving um, Mako oil, just giving yes. it a good hit with Mako oil. So at Dunjo there, we've got that freshwater wash down. So yeah. I'd give it a good wash down and, you know, sort of every every 10th yeah. or 20th trip or whatever, if I had the Mako oil there, I'd give it a good hit. Mm. Uh, there's a few other products you can use, which is sort mm. of anti-corrosion. But, yeah, the quality of like, the, if the springs that I got that I put on after snapping, that they're phenomenal quality. Like, there's yeah. only a little bit of surface rust on them, but they're amazing. Yeah, really good. Yeah, um, no, it's good. I, I like good old fish oil and I spray across the axle yeah. on the springs and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but, yeah, it is very neglected by a lot of people. I think a lot of people like to wash above the trailer and never look under as well. Uh, yeah. You give it a good hit, good spray, um, good clean with fresh water. I've actually started with um, like a Saltex, wash yep. my boat. Yep. And then put a Soltex on it and let it dry on it yep. um, and see how that goes. Not that the boats really affect, get affected um, greatly by anything um, rusty, um, but on the trailer as well, give mm. it a bit of a go. So give it a warm water wash. Yep. Yep. Um, do you get sick of washing boats, mate, when you get home? Yeah, I've got two types of washers now. So yeah, yeah, I've, got, I've, got, I've got the deep clean that I talked about before where you get the, yeah. the warm, soapy water and the foam yeah. brush out and give it a good hit. But some of those, uh, those foam products now are so good. Yes. Yeah, so I just... I'll do that as an interim wash in between clients because I'm pretty fastidious yeah. with my boat, much like what Marty is. You like that word? Yeah, oh, I like what that word. We're going to take that, that word. I don't know what that word means <laughs> well, in English. It is, actually, <laughs> it is a quarter to nine, so I have uh, Emma on the phone from the Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Good morning, Emma. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are we all? Awesome. It's your time of year. You must be excited for tomorrow, as you uh, always are. Yes, we do love the festive 
season, the old silly season, so we're all getting a bit excited. The lodges got half of the people checked in yesterday, we've got the rest coming in today, so getting very festive down there. Everyone's getting excited for the big man to come tomorrow. So Beautiful. Yeah. What's the weather like? <laughs> oh, not ideal. No, it's not, is it? <laughs> and uh, it's a bit overcast. There's a bit of that misty, you know, the old misty rain getting me and um, yeah, there's a bit of a breeze blowing. So it's not ideal, but it's better than being super duper hot. So you know, can't really complain. <laughs> yes, no, no, but you can't. But um, it'll be exciting watching everyone go, yeah, get all their festive uh, spirits in, in place and it, it's, uh, the whole atmosphere changes, doesn't it? You can sort of feel it. It does. Yeah, it's really nice and, you know, we get the people that come together so you've got uh, families that book in and they, they get their friends booked the next room in and, you know, everybody gets in there and they all have drinks and dinner and stuff together and the kids run around crazy and, you know, it's, it's a really nice time of year. So we do, we do love the holiday season and, yeah. yeah, it's nice watching everybody relax and unwind from usually a hectic year. So <laughs> yep. everybody's uh, pretty keen to relax, I think. So even despite the weather, you know, it doesn't make a difference whether it's, rain, hail or whatever, people want to get away at Christmas, they want to go, they want to relax, you know, it's better than being at work. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Uh, we're lucky enough to have uh, Ben from Wild Hinchinbrook Adventures in the studio with us this morning, which is good. Morning, so. Lester. Yeah, I am your legend. Talking about cleaning your boat there, that's good that you're doing something like that. Yeah, I need to <laughs> hire someone tiny. to do it. How old are your kids? Can they come and clean yet? Yeah, actually, Charles was trying to save up for a Nintendo Switch, so he's definitely old enough for jobs. Um, yeah. So we. <laughs> I actually pay my guys. He's going to be doing work today. Where's your kids? <laughs> I actually pay my guys twenty dollars each to clean my boats. Hey, if, I, if, I'm, oh, if I'm in between charters, yeah, yeah, oh, no, they yeah, do a great that's job. A, that's a good pay there. Very good. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's more than what I'd give my kids. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Charles is all about the fifty cents at the moment. We're in that age bracket where the fifty cents gets me a long way. <laughs> oh, you're laughing. <laughs> But no, yes. So yeah, no, it's good. I see. Uh, I see your boat going out all the time. It's nice to see that you're really busy. So you know, it's fantastic for the area. So it's really, yeah, it's nice to see you're doing well. No, I think uh, you know, all of us guys collaborating down there and all working together. I think we're really, hopefully, starting to put Lucinda and Hinchinbrook on the map. You know, they're a great, great bunch of people to work with down there. And you know, like I mentioned earlier, Kelvin was a massive, massive help and get that scenic side of our business off the ground. So I really appreciate you guys down there. There's no doubt about that. Oh, thank you. No, we appreciate you too. It's nice that we can uh, refer each other and, um, you know, it's nice to work together. And you know, when people come to Lucinda, not everybody has a boat. So, you know, you've got it covered now. You've got the tours then you've got your hire boat. So it's nice to be able to tell people about you and, you know, it makes it so much better experience for the customers. So, yeah, no, good job. Awesome. <laughs> now, did everyone turn up? Uh, was there any sp spots left, Em, or all done and no, dusted? everybody's turned up. There's no nobody no-shows at Christmas. So No. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but there is some availability um, coming up from the 4th of January. There's a couple of rooms um, that are available there if anyone is keen to come up. It's still school holiday time, so if you're keen to get away and, and take the kids somewhere, do a bit of fishing, a bit of exploring, maybe jump on a charter with Westell if he's got any availability. Oh, <laughs> um, cha-ching. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you love her? Yeah. You're a legend, Em. Good job. I'm really as smooth with the segues as you, Marty. <laughs> Indeed. Mate, if anyone wants to uh, book in for around that 4th, 5th onwards, how do they get hold of you, Em? 
You can give me a call on 0477-999-900 um, or you can check out the website as well. The website's got all the virtual tours that you can click on all the rooms and have a look and see what's in them. Sometimes, you know, we talk about it all the time and, you know, we try and explain it, but sometimes you really just need to see it. So, Indeed. I mean, we tell people how waterfront we are, but you don't really believe it until you see it. Mm, no, fair <laughs> enough. Some of those rooms are so close you can throw your line off and just hit the water straight away. So, yeah. <laughs> they are. It's pretty... It's pretty, and there's plenty of fish to be caught right at the back of the room. There is. I've seen young fellas catching barras off the pontoon. So, you know, it is pretty amazing. And you know, I think it's like the mentality where you think you've got to get in your boat and go a long way, but you don't. You can just go right there. Nope. Exactly <laughs> so, right. Exactly yeah. right. If there's salt water, there's barramundi and crocs. That's right. Yeah, and crocs, yeah. <laughs> yeah so be vigilant. Definitely right. Emma? Yeah, no, it's... It's awesome. That yep. is fantastic. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thanks for looking after us for the year. And uh, we look forward to catching you up with you again in the new year. Yes, Merry Christmas to you guys as well. Thanks for having me on the show this year again. And Merry Christmas to everyone. And, and I hope you guys all have a very safe and happy Christmas. And thanks, to everybody, for all your support during the year. Um, you know, it's just amazing how many people we get from the fishing show that say they listen and they come up. So it's really amazing. And we appreciate everybody's support. So, and I, yeah, hope to see you all next year. In 2023, seems weird to say that already, but yeah, we're, we're there. <laughs> we are there indeed. All right, Miss Sam, thank you so much. Um, you look after yourself and, uh, and and enjoy the day tomorrow. Thanks. You too, guys. Catch us later, hey? See you, mate. Bye-bye. Give, bye. give Kelvin bye. a kiss for me. I will, I will. A big one. You love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you, guys. Right. Thanks, guys. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. Ah, there we go, Emma Lucinda Fishing Lodge, and um, and uh, this is her favourite time of the year. She she uh, relishes in it, that's for sure. You know what? I'm actually a, a bit of a Christmas fan. I like I never used to used to, but now that my children are a bit older and and I've learnt that um, uh, you just some things you just got to let slide. Some things you sort of like right, that's it. it. This is out of my power. There's nothing I can do. I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is. So. I think that downtime when you're you're a busy, busy person. Yeah, your family's busy, and now you, you, I don't know what it is, but you seem to be increasingly busy as the kids do get older with sport and everything. So Christmas brings that complete down tools and sit back, relax, and enjoy each other's company of oh. family and friends, which is great. Most definitely, mate. Before we go to a song and an ad break, um, now you uh, like most guides launch more than anyone, and you see some pretty um ordinary stuff at the boat ramps um whether you call it just like i'm not going to say that uh, there's a lot of things that happen at boat ramps because not because people don't know it's just because society now is so ignorant because people are so entitled i think that's what it is um and it it, it annoys the crap out of me people are just um that they are what they are. Not everyone, obviously. There's brilliant people out there, mm. but um, what, what's some of the boat ramp etiquettes that does your head in? I think proper use of the rigging lanes is one big one. Yeah, uh, they do have designated rigging lanes there. Dunja and I have spoke to the local councils about it. It's not as um, well signed and pronounced, but they do have those two lanes to the left, and they are rigging lanes for a reason. So that's mm. where you take your straps off. That's where you put your bungs in. Yep. Put your rods into the rod holders. That's where you do your preparation prior to reversing down. Yep. I see a lot of people that seem to peel away from that 
start to halfway reverse their boat down the boat ramp and then decide they want to take their straps off and their, their bungs. When it's a Saturday morning and it's five knots, yeah. that's not a good move. And it's um, boat ramps are like airports. They seem to be extremely tense and stressful areas. Yeah. Uh, so the, I just try to minimise the amount of stress that I can cause on myself and anyone else. Yeah. And by using those things, you know, little things like reversing down the boat ramp with your lights dimmed. You know, yeah, just off. leave your parkers off or off. Yeah, yeah, turn um, them things off. like that. So that that side of it's not a um, uh, entitlement thing. I don't. Think. I think that's just, to, just simply forgetting. Sometimes. Yeah, just trying to get their their boat in. But yeah. little little hints and tips, and by no means it's criticism. But these small things they they make that boat ramp environment a lot more relaxed yeah. than, than what it is. You know, and uh, I think one of the things that makes us nervous is, uh, and ninety nine percent of the people who listen to our show are fisher people, and they spend a lot of time, but. Uh, Christmas or Easter is a time when people who do very little fishing bring out their toys to play with their Chrysler engines and so forth. And uh, and they really struggle to reverse. And um, and you see the boat going left, right, left, right, right. I don't like to launch around that. I sort of mm. <laughs> because I don't want my boat or car to get dinged. And it happens. It yeah. does. Yeah, it does. It does. It's 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 one of them situations where. And I. I practiced um, on a uh, uh, at a boat ramp that was dead, dead quiet, and because my I never used to use my um, cameras, my my mirrors. Yeah. Uh, but now that I have a work truck, it's got like a big giant canopy on the back that just blocks everything. I can't see my boat, which I hate. Hmm. Even when I'm on the highway, I like to be able to see my boat. Just know everything's going all right. I can't see it at all. Yeah. And. Um, and so now I'm very self-reliant on the mirrors. And if you don't know how to use your mirrors properly, it can be quite daunting. So mm. I just went down, practiced when no one was around. So I didn't look like a tool. Yep. Um, and because, uh, and I'm only talking honestly here. When someone can't reverse at the boat ramp, it does provide a bit of entertainment for anyone. Well, everyone. and it causes stress upon themselves on a busy boat it does, ramp too. It you does, know? And it's, and it's not the, the most funnest environment to try and reversing your boat down but I'm also a big fan of if you get in the rigging lane, like some people tend to rig a little bit quicker. Um, some people feel like they, they can just go straight around you and, and launch in front of you. I'm a big fan of just asking. I think a bit of kindness and just yeah, just you know, yeah. you mind if I jump in front of you um, goes a long way. And yeah. most people don't mind. No. If you if you jump in front, some people rig quicker than others. Yeah. So uh so yeah just just being patient rotating through those those floating pontoons as well mm. just keeping your boat in the correct spot allow people to be able to reverse down you yeah. know if, you, if you're the only boat on that pontoon move right down to the end of the finger yeah so people can come in behind you and still be able to reverse down no beautiful so you're not causing any congestion no simple things like that but a lot of people aren't educated on that as well uh, i don't think it's arrogance or ignorance yep. or ego okay. or anything i think so a lot of the time it is um people just have never really been educated on it i suppose no fair mm. enough Fair enough indeed. Mm. All right, let's go to a song and an air break. Before we go, let me just see. Uh, got a little message here. Uh, Merry Christmas to all of our from all of the team at Boating and RV. Thanks for supporting our local business. So uh, my pleasure, Chris, and uh, I hope you guys are, are going to have a bumper year, a bumper Christmas and years onwards. So um, we wish you all the luck in the world, and thank you for supporting our team. All right, let's see. Um, now I made sure I got the clean version. Sit back and enjoy. We won't be too far away.
Speedliner is the world's toughest spray-on liner, providing strength and reliability for a wide range of applications. Speedline this, speedline that. Extend the life of your Ute tray with Speedliner. Available now at Cool Cars and Customs. Station sponsor. With the COVID-19 lockdowns coming to an end, it's time to book your escape to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Lucinda Fishing Lodge is North Queensland's best-kept secret and only a short drive from Townsville. Take your family, take your mates and take your boat. With unlimited kilometres of the Hinchinbrook Channel to explore or just a short trip to the Great Barrier Reef, the time to book is now. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, what a great escape. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, station sponsor. Race in and power away with a new Yamaha outboard from Rising Sun Marine, home of Australia's most trusted marine brands. With Yamaha Motor Finance and Insurance, hitting the water in your dream boat couldn't be easier. Visit the team at Rising Sun Marine today. Come and get it. Rising Sun Marine. Station sponsor. Hey, Cedric, your boat looks really flash now you've had it wrapped. Yeah, that's Kai Sun Mob. They are top fellas when it comes to doing that boat wraps. You know, they had so many daily designs to choose from. Now my boat's wrapped. I'm wrapped. My missus, she's wrapped. Maybe you should write a rap song about Kai Sun. Now that's a wrap. Too right. Want to know more? Go to marinegraphicsinc.com or call Kai at Kai Signs on 0418 199 Station sponsor. Oh, 
live across North Queensland on 4K1G. This is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, and good morning and welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show on this Christmas Eve, a wonderful show of ours. Gary, you are being kept very, very busy. Mate, kids, prizes today and adults, so I'm busy as. So you I'll are go, busy you, as. You and Ben chat, chat away, I'll go and take more phone calls. We will indeed, and just to go over them prizes quickly, and if, if you are a new listener to our wonderful little show, the studio number is a 47244824, ring and Gaz will give you a binger number. If you have kitties today, he'll give you separate numbers for the kitties because we have a wonderful uh, rod and reel uh, to give away to each boy and girl. We also have a $25 tavern meats voucher, thanks to Mel and the Crab Man. Uh, we have the Iron Man bag, which is the crab measurer and the GNT Fishing School brag mat and the Yozuri uh, flat cap in it. We have the Motor Marine bag, which is absolutely incredible. That's it's got the drink bottle, the latest motor, uh, the latest Mercury hat, the latest Mercury fishing shirt which is on its own worth $115 uh, we have two times $100 wild Hinchinbrook vouchers thank you very much uh, young Ben for that and then obviously on top of that we have the tackle world draw today where we're giving away that beautiful little pressure cleaner which will be handy for cleaning up the spew so the beer spilt at uh, and after the Christmas party so things are traveling along quite well and there's some awesome prizes there Ben there is mate absolutely shows kicking goals mate and obviously attracting very good supportive sponsors so it's a testament to both of you guys and how you run the yeah run no the we have a fat time it's it's um it's, it's like last week with our uh, prize draw it all went pear-shaped but that's uh, what half the people hang out for sometimes because we always stuff up one way or another and and um but um that's what makes us and uh we thank uh 4k1g a hell of a lot because they um they let us um push the boundaries shall we say uh which we would never ever ever get away with on any other um radio station in australia we don't think so we thank them very much and obviously we um we're, we're appreciative of, of of that and when we have to pull our head in we certainly do but we love it and we haven't been told to yet so we're we're running with it and our ratings are fantastic and um that's no, good mate you can't the, the ratings can't lie so we're they great, can't mate. buddy well we are we are fishermen no, we, we are aussies so we're always known to be a little bit cheeky aren't we we are always known to be a little bit cheeky and uh it, it is hard with um with um gary being a sexual deviant everything is sexual to him so but um i keep oh g'day gaz i hey, keep <laughs> i keep gaz in line as best as i can what's going on oh, i'm just answering phones just going answering good. phones no heaps of uh, heaps of kids ring in and heaps of adults so, yeah i've uh, just gone through our list of prizes our last prize drawer of the year mm -hmm. um and then we're our last morning show of the year then we're back on the 14th of january so yep and let's not forget tonight seven o'clock um, seven till nine. Seven till nine. We'll be having a few Christmas tunes. Gaz is going to run the console first. Did, did yeah, you I can like hear we normally phone do? Ringing. I, I can hear it. Now it's coming through. Now it's coming through. Yeah. So um, uh, Gaz will have the first hour, and then for the proper hour, I'll run the. I'm not doing that the one. second hour tonight. If you want. No, it doesn't bother me, mate. Well, you take the first hour. I'll have the finale. The second part of the show is always Nothing the like best a flop part. to finish with then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's so many Beck ways says. I could take that. <laughs> that's what Beck says. Told you, I told you, everything turns sexual with Gary. I'll go and Me, answer the phone. I'm just, I'm just like a butterfly. You and Benny keep talking. <laughs> right, I, right, I'm turning your microphone off, mate. So, platform's yours. 
what do you want to talk about with your business and so forth? Anything that you want the uh, the punters to know? How do they get in touch with you and and that sort of thing? Mate, Facebook's obviously a massive one for us or on socials and we, we regularly post to, to socials. Usually, if it's not every day, it's once every, t- you know, three days. Yep. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of business comes through uh, our social media channels, whether it's Insta or, or Facebook. Uh, we got our website, um, which has cost us a, a lot of money and a lot yep. of time and a lot of effort. Obviously, since the rebranding, um, there was a lot of late nights for myself changing the way that did business. And I actually did a... Uh, a uh, mentoring program through Townsville Enterprise. Okay. And had a mentor talk us through a little bit um, the positives and, and the negatives and improvements that we could make in our business. So we went about doing that and the website was one of those. So it uh, stands pride of place for me because I spent a lot of time getting that up to where it is and it's um, it's great. So you can contact us through that. We also have a have an online booking system down so we make it nice and easy for people just to hit the book now button. Beautiful. Follow the bouncing ball on the services that they want. Yep. Uh, but... Yeah, other than that, yeah, phone, email, website, yeah, socials. But, um, yeah, we've got um, we've got gift vouchers for Chrissy. So if anyone wants a late gift voucher, that's probably the only thing I'd shout out to. Uh, I've said it a few times through the socials, but we do have gift cards. And it doesn't have to be a whole service gift card like the gift cards I'm giving you guys for prizes yeah. today. You know, some people, they can't afford to, to pay, you know, the money they, they need to to have a whole service for their loved one. So you can, you can request a part. Gift How good's that? Yeah, so we make try to accommodate everyone, Marty, and just uh, yeah, we try to aim to please. Yeah, and um, yeah, so yeah, gift cards are there, so touch base with us. Good for you. That mm. sounds brilliant. Now um, we may have asked you this on the last show, but you're certainly not going to get away with it again. So you'll have to revamp um, as a as a guide. Worst days guiding. Worst days guiding. Yep. Have you ever had a client on board that that was just a dick? Or no, I, I, it's probably the most asked question on board that I get is, have you ever had one of those sorts of clients you just wanted to kick overboard? And I think it's one of those, one of those old sayings: you attract your tribe. Yeah. And I think, um, I think as a business, the way we do do business, we we just attract really good people. Yeah. I think most guys would probably agree. Um, if they haven't had a a person on board like that or a client on board like that, they'd probably say the people that don't listen. Yeah, it's probably the biggest one. Um, that's the hardest. What know better than you? Or yeah, and uh, funnily enough, it's probably it's usually people who have fished a lot in the past. They've got mm. they've got their own ideas of how they do things, and that's yes. not to say they don't work. Uh, but the hook's a big one. The carly, the, the use of yep. the carly hook. A lot of guys won't use that particular type, but they might use like an octopus, where striking for the fish yeah. on every nibble is required. Uh, so a lot of the offshore stuff, a lot of the guys who have preconceived, or I call them bad habits, probably not bad habits, but they're yep. using different gear, struggle with it and yep. try to strike at everything. Uh, and and then uh, inshore, it's the hardest thing inshore, and I take my hat off to Nighty because he's done... He snag bashed pretty much his whole career. Yeah. And um, it is very testing. And it's worked for him. It has worked for him. And, and but snag bashing with clients who don't look yeah, fish is 100%. Oh, and thank God for weedless. And we, yeah, weedless. And we all know that. And he has a great analogy. You know, pizzas you don't get delivered to the letterbox, you deliver them to the front door. And I still say it on board now because it's so correct. <laughs> you can be a foot short of, of the snags all day and catch nothing. Yeah. Uh, but mate, yeah, I've had I've had great clients throughout the, the couple of years we've been going now. Uh, yep. Haven't got one that really stands out for me. Um, but I, I did have one guy who who wouldn't listen, and it's yep. it's funny. Uh, it's usually guys that come with their own rods. Yeah. 
Uh, yep. Now I raise an eyebrow and go, okay, here we go. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he, oh, Gary walking he, down the ramp with his short stroker. He, he come on board <laughs> and, um, and he talked. He had a lot of fishing experience. He'd been all around the world um, and, and obviously, you know, done a lot. And I, I, I rigged it up for him, you know, had the Carly on. And all day, he was really intense the way he was holding the rod and everything. And he had this overhead and he was striking at everything and then cur- cursing his rod and his reel. And I said, mate, it's not your rod and reel. You've got to stop, just stop striking, you know, let the rod load up, let the yep. rod load. I'll say, it, I'll say it for the first hour, hour and a half. And yep. if they just don't listen, I just... That's I, it. I switch off, mm. and I'll say it throughout the day occasionally. But generally, the other people, they're on, in this case, they're on board with him. They listen to a T. Mm. And I think um, we'd bang two nannies in the nineties. Uh, we'd got a big Chinaman, a Red Emperor, big Cobia. And that was his two mates. Yeah, and he'd got nothing down the back. Yep. And he was like, "Oh, this is you know, this is crap. This is that." And the rod. I got this service last week. And I said, "It's not that." Anyway, the, the day wound up, and I said, "Listen, lads, I'm not happy with the way that esky's looking." And I said, "I'll hit an inshore, inshore spot on the way home." Yep. So we went to this inshore spot, and I generally leave these spots just for for my purpose, for, for yep. feeding my family, because yep. they are so so um they're timid and they're on a nice edge, quite they can be overfished quite easily. And I took it there, and he went to grab my rod, the client rod. Yep. I said, "My rod, my rules." And he looked at me. He goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "If you grab that rod and use that rod, I'll tell you when to strike." He goes, "I have been listening." I said, "Nah, mate, we haven't. Put it down. Let's see how we go." Puts it down. You'd see the tip. I said, that's a nanny. And he's like, all right. And he's looking at me, looking at me. And all of a sudden, I, I know, I really I really wound him up because I actually he had his rod was tip. Was he a decent bloke? Yeah, he's a good bloke. Yeah, yeah they yeah. were good people, mate, yeah. really good people. And his rod tip was about 16 inches off the surface of the, yep. of the water. Right. And I actually held him out till the rod tip just about touched the water. Yeah. I said, right, I strike. Yeah. And Wushka. Strike got it up, yeah, 87 centimetre nanny or something. Oh, beautiful. And at the end of it, he goes, I should have listened. And I said, yep. But, but yeah, no, but he picked it up, mate. No, great people. Everyone that I've had on board has been fantastic. So Cool. All right, favourite fish, as in eating quality. Eating quality. Uh, I catch a lot of nannies, so I eat a lot of nanny guy. Yeah. Um, and, and with it, give me your recipe. I've got a cracking paleo uh, fish curry. A fish make. curry? Yeah. All it's right. a fish curry, and people will walk at that because they usually don't put quality fish in curries. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the, the 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 how tender that quality fish becomes within the curry, mm. and so I, I, I do it from scratch with all the spices and everything, and um, yeah, do it on a bit of cauliflower rice, and yeah, it's Mickey Mouse. It's my signature dish. Beautiful, beautiful. I must admit, like it seems uh, a bit um, uh, hypocritical because I just asked you a question about a recipe. But if I, I if I if I run a fishing show on TV, there would be no cooking segment. Cooking yeah. segments on fishing shows crap me to tears. I'm like, no, I just want to watch fishing. So as I get older, I'm a little bit more, um, I can um, abide by it a little bit more. But um, for the most part, if I'm watching a fishing program, I want to see I want to see fishing, yeah, well, we, not cooking. Through socials there a bit, we're doing a catch and cook, and yep. a lot of people do enjoy the catch and cook. They do. Part, but yeah, it's, I think the one thing that we all sort of got a bit, distasteful of in a lot of fishing shows and we all understand why they do it but it's probably the amount of sponsorship stuff that's pushed through it definitely and um, i don't think the lads have much no, choice they don't. in that or, and they the girls don't. i i, I should say don't. lads and there's a need for it because ultimately they support what they do yeah um but 
I don't watch a lot of fishing I shows. I must admit, I'm a big fan of, for, for this reason mainly of um, All for Adventure, and 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 not not both gentlemen on All for Adventure are liked, um, just quietly as you would very well know. But what they do do is if they have something like uh, a red arc sine wave inverter um, that they're showing what the sine wave inverter does and the different sizes between 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, etc. We get so many inquiries about it that very next week mm. you know mm. monday morning burp, that phone starts ringing not from our auto electrics or our mechanics they already know what it's all yeah. about but from joe blow wanting to install a bcdc or a sine wave or a tow pro whatever they lads put on there we absolutely bang it that following week. So advertising works. Oh, I think a lot of it's to do with the delivery works. as well. Yeah, and they deliver it very, very well. Um, they, and they put their rigs through some pretty serious punishment. Yeah, they don't sort of throw, throw it in front of your face but deliver it in such a way that people listen and take note and like you say you get a lot more feedback on it yeah, as a result definitely. of it you know and as we always do when we do mention like um rigging um a truck or a boat out paul from alec is is the main man he is um incredible auto electrician and uh shoot on down there to um bayswater road and pop in and and see paul and caroline at um at alec so yeah awesome uh, awesome. Which is a really good thing, and obviously we, we mentioned where we can, like like our um, uh, Kai signs before with their boats. I've always had my wraps done with Kai, and um, and uh, the, the the colour fastening. People think, oh, if you put red, and red is traditionally because there's no UV fasteners in it, it's the first to fade. Yeah, okay. Red Rooster um, has to repaint their walls every two years because reds the, have a look at the signs around yeah right yeah okay yep. reds reds is the worst color outside so and me being a liverpool fan where the where the red so when i put a red wrap on i was worried about it no seven years for that first wrap mm. and there was no color difference whatsoever so they used the best quality um 3m adhesive that you could imagine and um and look if you ram your boat into the timber sure you're going to get a few scratches here and there yeah. but for the most part really really good bits of gear the one thing that the one thing that we appreciate particularly as as busy as what we are and as guides is that you can't always schedule something mm. you know in advance yeah because usually you've got forward bookings and when you need something you sort of need it done straight away mm. uh, so some of the businesses that support us um cav marine cavs marine and tully they're fantastic um we get all of our yamaha stuff but if i if I message Maddie one day because I've got a vacancy, you know, two days later, and yeah. we all know how impossible it is to get your motor in to get serviced at times because yeah. they are so busy. Yeah. And he just slots us in, and Kai was exactly the same as well. If I needed a wrap done, you know, I've, and I'd said to him, "We've got next week, mate." He'll design it that day, gets mm. gets it sorted, and yeah. you roll in and it, and you roll it out. Yeah. you know that afternoon or the next day you know and that's yeah. i'm pretty proud of my little girl working there and uh, she is an incredible little graphic designer. oh billy's there's, a legend there's a lot of boats getting around town now with her work on the side and and when i'm at the lights and i see a, a grunter hunter pull up or or the barra designs on the side of um of the carney sort of rigs and everything it sort of uh, makes me yeah, proud dad moment. Yeah, proud dad moment. I'm thought she is absolutely incredible. Yeah. I even saw someone wearing one of her uh, uh, um, BPGs, which is Billy Price Graphics fishing shirts. Very nice. The other day, which was a um, the Barra and Jack one, and um, I thought, ooh, how good is that? Someone's wearing my daughter's design shirt, which you know, kind Lenny designed for her out of their back pockets. So. Mm. 
Very, 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 very good company. So absolutely, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we better uh, go to another song and an ad break, and when we come back, we are um, getting going to be into that last half an hour of the show, and we're going to have to call it quits a little bit earlier today. Uh, when I say call it quits, I mean go to the prizes because we got so many to give away. What do we got? We got the the Iron Man bag, the twenty five Tavern Meats bag, uh, a, a girls fishing combo, boys fishing combo, the motor marine bag, and the $200 Wild Hinchinbrook vouchers to give away and then the Tackle World draw. Bloody hell. Amazing, mate. That's going to be a, a couple of calls that we need to make there. Anyway, I'm going to play you a really cool song. This uh, this song used to be my favourite song and I still absolutely love it, but I listen to it ab nauseum 50,000 times. I hope you enjoy it too.
set Diddy Badak every Friday, Saturday night, playing you the best of hip hop, rap, and R&B with a good mix of 80s to now. With your hosts Easy Beasy and D Vibe, Fridays and Saturday nights, 7 to 10 p.m. Only on 4K1G. Everything you need to keep your car driving well and looking great, you'll find it at Cheaper Auto Spares. Performance parts, tools and accessories, spare parts, and the best prices in town. Cheaper Auto Spares, locally owned and operated in the big black and yellow building, Ingham Road, Carbet. Station sponsor. Two things happened in 1995. The charge of the North Queensland Cowboys and the charge of North Queensland Batteries. 27 years later and NQ Batteries are still charging in Townsville. Now providing Victron solar and recreational systems for campus and 4x4s. For all your battery needs, back the local team and search North Queensland Batteries. See their new showroom, 177 Ingham Road. Station sponsor. Repower your boat with reliability and power with the next generation of Mercury four-stroke outboards now in stock at Motor Marine with unbeatable savings. Nobody makes a wider range of more reliable, powerful and efficient outboards than Mercury. Backed by decades of innovation, Mercury outboards are built to go the distance and Mercury's non-declining warranty gives you ultimate peace of mind. See the range and grab an unbeatable Mercury deal now at Motor Marine, Bayswater Road, Townsville. Station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, and good morning and welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. It is indeed Saturday. It is indeed our last show of the year, barring tonight's Christmas special. We have an absolute massive amount of prices to give away in not too far, maybe 20 minutes or so. We're going to start the bowl, ball rolling there. In the background, we have uh, Mervyn Hughes catching the Barramundi or landing one at the moment for his mate. And uh, you've got is the Bay with, 13 with, crowd in the background. Big tarpon. Hopeless fisherman, Merv. Hopeless, hopeless show. fisherman I've ever seen. What is that shirt he's wearing? That'll God be love his him. new age caravan. Well, we've just lost all, all our that. listeners. They've all just flicked on to watch yeah, a bit of Merv. Yeah, because we've got a TV going in the background with fishing shows on it. Yeah, so, which can be a bit off-putting. I might but, ban it. But to Merv's credit, he will tell you that he is not the best fisherman. And no, he doesn't He doesn't claim to be. None no. of them do. No. So, uh, so yeah, he uh, he's hopeless. <laughs> he's the only bloke I've ever seen on a show, and I, do, I we're not swerving, Mervin. Yeah, last well, time I speak, last time I was speaking there, we mentioned. I said to him, mate, I have never seen anyone fish Lake Mulwala and do a TV show and not get a bite for half an hour and turn it into a show. And he said, oh, it was a tough day. He said it was actually a tough two days. Bloody tough. So day. it happens to us all. Happens to us all. So, so, but yeah, bad, bad. Fisherman, good cricketer. Oh, well, there you go. Good bloke, though. He's a good bloke, mate. Yeah. So what's mate. your plan for the Christmas period, Gazza? Give me a bit of a rundown, mate. What are you doing with the boat? Nothing. Okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> there you go. That's right. it in a nutshell, well, Marty. That's, uh, that, I'm, no, I'm glad I, I started, I started that no, segment. How are we going to fill this 20 minutes? No. <laughs> Benny, we can fish. As you know, we could fill two, two more hours. Um, what I've got to do, and I noticed it the other day, is uh, up the nose of my boat, I've got two AGMs for the Minkota, and I've actually noticed it's starting to, the aluminium under the floor in the nose, because I've got them hidden up under the nose, This it's starting to, it's either broke the weld or it's bent the supports under there. So I've got to pull the floor up 
out of the no off the nose and just see what it's done under there and make some sort of support that's a little bit better. Yep. It may have to go to an aluminium welder yep. um, to weld a, a good bracket in there. But but in doing that, Benny, I I don't want to weld a bracket in there and attach it to the hull that it might put stress somewhere Compromise else. Compromise the hull a bit. Yeah, so I've got to have a look at it. So that's probably my after Christmas, um, and it's the worst time of year to be getting under the floor of your boat and trying to have a look. So, yeah, I noticed these two heavy um, deep cycles have started. Ben, do you run lithium yet in your Would boat? Would never touch one. No, nah, I had one. I had one in Strike Zone, yeah, Cairns yep. Custom Craft, and uh, I had a client on board, and if, as a commercial, it's like this is a nightmare, but could smell burning plastic. Yep. And every time we'll, we'll nose into the wind, it turned side, I couldn't smell it. So I said to him, I'll duck my head under there and just have a look, because the only thing plastic under there is battery boxes okay. and yep. batteries. So I opened it up and had a look, and it was actually, there was a, it was about 20 cent piece size hole being burnt in the top of the lithium battery. Wow. Yeah. So I quickly disconnected that. Yeah, uh, as you would. And and it's funny because a lot of people sort of warn you, everyone against lithium because they blow up, they do this, they do that. And I was willing to give give that a go because it come with a vessel yep. when we bought it. But um, I'll flick back to AGM. Yeah, I've got. Yeah. I, I'm in two minds. Like yeah. we've got some mates who are having great success with them, but there's other stories that you hear and you go, oh, geez, but. But, yeah, that's what my Christmas will entail. And I don't do a lot of fishing this time of year because of the north oh. easterlies and it's hot. It is I'm, hot. I'll, I'll jump in my boat tomorrow after a bit of Christmas lunch and whatever and muck around and put some of these new um, rod holders and all sorts of things I, in there. I dr get brung in this morning the Hummingbird um, Coast, the new Coastmaster I have it right you. beside me. Thank you yes. very much. Um, we were talking for that. That uh, was an probably, incredible uh, present that you gave Probably Gary three weeks ago. Um, we were talking about um, charts with the green zones on them. And I know my Navionics, the lines are there, but this Coastmaster um, puts, puts the green zones right up there and, and you can see them easy as pie. And For sure. I'm, what charts do you run in your Garmin? Yeah, so on the blue charts. So Garmin, Garmin have had that green zone and yellow yep. zone thing probably for five years now. Yep. yep. Yeah, so, yeah, the Coastmaster's got them and uh, and really, uh, really good to look at. bit bit too much going on in there for me right um, i'm fairly basic i just like seeing me contour Some, lines it's simple as best sometimes yeah, yeah. It, to, to have different colors for different depths and contours just muddles me a little bit yeah but then saying that i haven't played Don't with it a lot <laughs> so but ben's it, grabbed it no it's all right no <laughs> so, hey listen i'm open-minded but the, uh, one thing i will one thing i will say and they've obviously got it uh in this chart now as well with the their 2d shaded relief that bathymetric type mapping um big hint for people offshore particularly there's a lot to be found if you have a good look on that for offshore most definitely absolutely i found some cracking spots hmm. in between reefs just looking for shaded areas or yes. little rises or or stuff like that so yeah big hint the for bathy. people if they have gone to this sort of yeah. technology yeah. and this advance that have a good look at that around your reef particularly when you're in the lounge room because uh, most yeah. of them have got apps like Garmin have yes. got the Active Captain app. You can mark a spot that you want to go have a look at yep. in your land room and go well, look at it. the Bathy Map stuff is really cool. We have a supporter of the show does a, a website called Yeah, I was, I was a member of Bathy Maps yeah, for a while. And, yeah, and uh, he's evolving it all the time. Mm. And, and I quite often jump on there and just have a look for a sediment site, especially if I'm going um, bill fishing. Yep. I look for a little sediment site and I'll play in that little area and have a little look around. So so that bathy map stuff... Well, it makes sense. Hey? And it's uh, these days you can get your bathy maps 
free just googling all over the joint probably not in as much detail as no. some but mm. there is is there so yeah that that was a little bit too much color for me um but then saying that i haven't sat in the boat for a few I'm days pretty excited to, but, to have a go yeah. at it so um now we were talking a little bit before we're just covering a few things um bucket lists and so forth with benny so uh next question mm-hmm. and there's a, there's a rule that we have. You're not allowed to say black bass and you're not allowed to say tarpon in Costa Rica. What's your fishing bucket list thing to do? What do you really want to get? What do I really want to get? Yep, catch or anything. It can be something simple from black down marlin. at your local creek. Yeah, black marlin. rub it in. Why don't you rub it in? <laughs> so the, the relationship that Gary and I have initially started by contacting guys because I wanted to catch my maiden black marlin right. solo out of yep. a small boat. Yes. That was my goal. And I had a 485 CJ, and, yeah, I'm still 8 and zip. So yeah, he's getting there. 8 and zip. They owe me. They are, he's going good. We're, this year or next year, we're got, up there. Well, what it is, yeah, Gary up. will take you out to get a black mullen. You take um, Gary out to get a legal barra. <laughs> <laughs> and then you will both take we're, off your I've got two beautiful 8-kilo ACM-built rods there, TLD 25 spool with 8-kilo pre-tests. He builds a wicked he rod, does. doesn't he? He's a oh. legend too. Great bloke. But yeah, they haven't landed a marlin yet. We'll do it next year. Bucket list for Ben. But no, a, a normal fish, Ben, not a black marlin. Like Marty said, no black bass, no oh. giant tarpon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you put me on the spot. Put me on the it's spot. It's like that, isn't it? It is. There's so many good species, though, that, that you you think, geez, I'd like to go and target that. Yeah. Like I look at some of that... Um, Nile perch fishing in some of those really running rivers yeah. in Africa and stuff like that and go, geez, that'd well, be amazing. We've had some strange ones on here. Like when we had uh, fishing NQ with Curry, Kyle Curry, he actually, um, his his was, um, what was it? The Catfish at the mouth of alligator? Yeah, that. And the... <laughs> Um, which he's which he's done. He's now. done it now. Yeah, he's done and it. he got the uh, the freshwater cod. So mouth almighty, his sleepy cod. Well. Yep, the sleepy Applin's cod. Applin's weir sleepy cod. Mm. He's yeah. crossed that off. Yeah, the so list. he had some unusual bucket lists. Yeah. Going to exotic places too. Yeah, yeah. Applin's black alligators, alligator <laughs> creek. Yeah. May, it may sound a bit strange and left field, and it might rise raise eyebrows. But I'd love to catch a, like a big finger mark. A big thing, Mark. I've Tell me, me what, what do you mean by big? Well, seven, I think 75 is my biggest, okay, which you, is a good you, finger, Mark. It's a good. It's a good you got to up that, though. But you see guys who consistently do it. Brett Ruck's one. He's a freak. He's, he's not a normal, freak. that boy. And I know the areas is fish, and he's very liberal with the the information that he gives. He's um, like me, too. Pretty handsome sort of a fella. That's right. Yeah, yeah probably yep. a, l- a little bit more on the handsome side. Um, but yeah. I am, but I don't hold yeah, that against that's right. him. Yeah. Yep, carry on. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, a big, like a big cracking like 90-centimetre finger mark. And the, the biggest problem now with being as busy as what we are is that I just don't get a lot of time to fish myself. No. Um, so... Uh, we spoke a bit about finding new country earlier, and mm. I, 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 find, I have the ability to find that country offshore when we're, we're fishing the reef with clients yep. um, because they're in and they want to do it or you're having a trial or something. But that finger mark stuff, I just don't get the time to do it. No. And the thing, like, like we mentioned last week with Rocky, is he um, he's not caught up with the modern-day technology. He still puts the squid vicious on, still puts the jerk shot Loves the squid vicious. Yeah, and so he should. Yeah. And, and a lot of... A whereas lot of, I've got some thing dangled new stupid thing on and I'm like, you know what? Just revert. 
Just go back. Yeah. Go back 10 yep. years. Start yeah, well, again. Troll and each trolls, uh, he openly says, that looking for ground, he'll troll a lot of those, um, the Helco RMG pol- poltergeists. Oh, definitely. And Steve d- d- like that's, he um, catches a lot of his finger mark on those. Yeah, Relic Docs, Dr. Evils, yep. all of them. They're, yep. um, they're, Gaz is a big believer in the, the finger mark you get get on them so yes. and they work and you don't have to like some of Gaz's finger mark is uh five minutes from the boat ramp hmm. you just you don't have to travel but that's a, that's a case with a lot of fish too like yeah I'll, yeah i've got places you could throw a stone at listen to jetty and catch 90 centimeter and got oh definitely you can go to the middle reef pylons the I, southern or the northern and nail it i was just going to say that some of my best finger mark have come from the southern marker hmm. on middle reef yeah but the key to get them is being the first boat there as it's daylight yeah okay yeah because too much boat traffic obviously and then when that sun comes off they go where They'll they go down a bit. i have no idea yeah but if you're the first boat at that pylon and throwing a viable trolling past it, really good chance of a good finger yeah, mark. Okay. Yeah, I've caught some really good yeah. ones there. So they're, they're, they're not huge fish for me. I'm not sure about the size but of the ones. But they're 60, 70s. Yeah, 60 and 70s, yeah. Mm. yeah. But the key is No one's going to frown at that. No like way. every fishing, whether it be creek or, you, or blue water or whatever, the key is timing. Mm. Being there first yep. and knowing when the sun's too high, the bait's gone deep let's get out of here yeah so yep. so yeah the, getting close and getting good fish is, yeah. is all timing just yep. like everywhere oh, being, being in a creek at the right time bang yeah there. and it, it's funny because it, it correlates across to all species yes. like i see a lot of it particularly on the areas that i fish offshore um a lot of it is timing and and yeah being in those key areas uh at those key times um obviously you get a volume of bite and then we just re- I rely on reaction bites throughout the rest of that period through the yep. the, um, the lull period. But yeah, pl- right place, right time, is it? It is, mate. And it, there's it, no sacrifice. Not just on the water. Like when we were doing a lot of pig hunting back in the day when I used to do heaps, mm. it was the same as timing. Like be at the water hole at daylight and be at the water hole just on dark. Mm. During the day, you, you might stumble across one yep. laid up under a tree or in a bush. Um, and fishing's the same. Be the first boat there. Um, and you've got early bird. Yep. Catch the way it would. And indeed. Guys, I'm going to go to our final song and air break. Um, it's just uh, away from 22 because I believe we're going to have to spend a bit of time giving away some of these wonderful prizes. We can run over. So uh, we get Gaz today. involved. 472448248. Once we come back, we're going to start giving away some of these really cool things. We hope you're enjoying the show today. Benny Weston from Wild Hinchinbrook Adventures. Thanks for coming in, man. No it's worries, been a good man. show. Absolute so pleasure, boys. So awesome. Okay. Okay, I absolutely love this song. I know you're all going, oh, here we go. What are we going to put on this? Pensioners shit? playlist. No, no, no. I love the Get riff on this song. Frames this out song actually brings around. me back some really, really good memories from my high school days. But uh, enjoy the guitar work. Here we go.
Townsville's 4K1G. Cruising down the street in my Commodore. Aboriginal woman, <laughs> down to the streets, I will draw. I heard it on my radio. Mixing up a deadly variety of music 24-7. Stand by me. Streaming online at 4K1G.org. 4K1G, 107.1 FM. Flagship destroyer boats are built for North Queensland conditions. Higher sides, wider and deeper. Built strong, built to last, built to fish. Flagship destroyer boats are only available at Townsville Marine. All powered by Yamaha Outboards with Yamaha Finance and Insurance. With models from the 435 Creek Boats to the mighty 730 Hardtop models and everything in between. There's a destroyer boat at Townsville Marine to suit your fishing. Destroyer Boats, Yamaha, Townsville Marine. Station sponsor. Hey, Cedric, your boat looks really flash now you've had it wrapped. Yeah, that's Kai Sign Mob. They are top fellas when it comes to doing that boat wraps. You know, they had so many daily designs to choose from. Now my boat's wrapped. I'm wrapped. My missus, she's wrapped. Maybe you should write a rap song about Kai Science. Now that's a rap. Too right. Want to know more? Go to marinegraphicsinc.com or call Kai at Kai Science on 0418 199 Station sponsor. Summer is coming. Is your car up to scratch or do you need to have your windows down? ALEC is offering free AC checks and quotes to make sure you're ready to handle this summer. If it's your car or your four-wheel drive, no job is too big or too small for ALEC. Search ALEC today and book your free aircon check today. Station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Good morning and welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. Well, this is just about it. It's a quarter to the hour of 10 and we have so many prizes to give away that we're going to start uh, splash cashing around and giving a few of these wonderful prizes away. Gaz, have you got anything organised or have you no, been chinwagging? Hey, one thing I do want to ask Benny about, and we know his, his island tours are going off so good, croc spotting, mate. Have you, like a night... Spotlight. That's croc, oh, mate. Croc, croc. <laughs> you reckon he don't was get talking, caught yeah, up in see, what Gary's the business ben? that he wants well, to do. Just remember what your coffee was stirred with too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I made it. But um, oh mate, the list is endless. This is what we it can is, do. The biggest yeah. problem with me is is that, or for us, is that the whole business is just me. So it's, you know, at the moment running three vessels um, with the amount of services we have, I'd like to provide everything. Then we've got the bus too, which is going to be commencing Wallaman Falls tours next year. Uh, so it's, without employing someone, it's got to be me to sort of do everything. Yeah, so, yeah. But we do a bit of croc spotting with our scenic tours up the channel. Um, and that's mainly that winter trade. Yep. that we get uh, a lot of people want to do that scenic stuff up the channel so and we all know as fishermen who fish the channel there's always plenty of crocs up there in winter sunning themselves on the banks so and yeah. there's some goodies oh beauty mate yeah there's some crackers up there uh, you know, uh, sorry ben to cut hey, you right. off there speaking about crocs in the barabash this year oh, this year when you go in the northern entrance to sunday there's that first creek on the left yep I always not, go in there. I catch. That's Nighty's Creek. Is it? I catch. Yeah, nothing that's what he calls it. it. Yeah, oh. he, neither does he. <laughs> I, I catch nothing in it, but I go into it all the time because I, 
because I caught a barra in it 25 I years fished ago. it with him. No, we did. We got a nice big pikey out of it, but that was about it. I, uh, I caught a barra there 25 years ago, so I keep going there. <laughs> I've, I've seen you come out of that creek. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we yeah. had a chat that Yeah, we day. did, yeah. I still go in there. I don't know why, see Because it looks so creek. good. It does. Yeah. yeah. Um, I went in there during the Barra Bash, and there was a massive big croc in there. Like, when I say massive, it was four metres or so, it wasn't. That's massive. Which is a big it's croc, still, yeah. still a big croc. Um, but it did not go. No. Nah, it, you... it come up beside, well, probably 15 metres off the side of my boat, and as I'm motoring on the electric, it's swimming beside me. I actually left the creek. Yep. And I went, nah. Right, Gaza, let's get this started. Before we do... I'm not ready, Marty. Uh, my uh, friend and your friend, uh, Crabber, uh, sent, hey, guys, a great show again. Thanks to you and Gaz, both of you, for all of the support this year. I'm aiming to come up early in the new year and catch up with you both. So cheers, Thanks lads. for your spot uh, support, Crabber. And yep. if you need a uh, crab measurer or a brag mat, head down to Tackle World here or in Tully or see Al down at um, Lucinda. Yeah. In his joint, he's yeah. got some stuff there, and you can purchase them. Hang on, Marty. You're Keep on. talking to Ben. Yeah, I because will. Because, as usual, you I am are not ready. I'm not ready. No, They're that's great, all right. Great looking measurers, those crab ones. They yeah. are. He, yeah. he comments, Did you see the break, Matty fairly... sent us? No. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a cracker. Uh, he's done so well. He's got a picture of Gaz and, and myself on one, and uh, he's got Gaz to a T, and he's got me to a T. Don't, he has. Well, I'm a little bit overweight in my photo. That's hence what I said, Well, my that's friend. not to a T. Well, <laughs> no, but what he's got... Oh, we don't want to be honest with Uncle Gary. What he's got, Ben, he's got me holding a rat barra, and he's got Marty standing there... With no um, toe. With missing a toe and then a crab in the bottom holding a toe. Oh, really? Yeah, it's hilarious. Well done, Scotty. Yeah, no, yeah. He... It is hilarious. And Gaz put a film of it up with the news on full ball and the background. I think I actually spoke <laughs> oh, to him. I did too. I, think I messaged him last <laughs> night or the night before, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Catch up for a beer. Yeah, yeah, why year. not? He's so, a good lad. Absolutely. And I think um, he's going to be selling a few of his little crab devices. They're a clever idea. Oh, well, great. Yes. You can, well, I needed one the other day when that one grabbed me finger. You did indeed. You know what I was using? I was using the one that, remember... What, your big toe? Why don't you rub it in, Gary? I was using my big toe to hold it down. Wish you could. Um, no, I had a crab measurer that, remember, uh, years ago, Queensland Fisheries had the fish care people? Yeah. And, and you like volunteers? Yeah. And they handed out aluminium crab measurers. So I used that one because it is actually spot on the measurement whereas the ones you buy in the shop are a little bit over yeah right this this is a subject that hasn't been raised you've got to be careful with brag mats these days yes oh yeah yep and if your brag mats out or your crab measure is out you still don't have a leg to stand on yep so because there was a years ago you know your traditional plastic crab measures yeah i think they were two dollars fifty they're probably twenty eight dollars now but uh, there was a whole massive batch, thousands upon thousands of them that come out. And what were they? They were three mil short of the mark. Don't do not three know mils how, a lot, a, a hell of a lot, a hell of a lot. And um, people who had them have held on to them for grim death because they 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 said, well, I've bought it. It's from this company. Go yeah. and go and give them the fine. Can't. Don't give me the fine. No. Well, I spoke. I've, I have spoke to a good mate of mine who is who's at fisheries, and 
and he said it comes down to the individual fisheries officer as to how they would approach that if you did have fish undersized. I, I, but if you knew you had a brag mat that was under... Then well, they'd have to prove that you knew... It'd be hard to plead ignorance. If, you, if there's a company, in my eyes, that brings out a product and they release that product, a crab measure, for instance, and that crab measure is two miller, and then you've kept the crab that's, um, that's a mil over that, but in real measurements, it's a mil out. That means you've got an illegal crab. I would not cop the fine i'd say stick it up your ass go and go to the company that made that crab measure mm. so but i think in the law in the rule of uh, i think it may be up to the individual oh it is at the end for of the him day. to make sure but who's going to go home and buy a crab measure and and put it on a a, a six inch rule and just to make sure people just don't do that you buy something you with the faith no you yeah, don't we know that, gary you probably yeah. have to but who does yeah, yeah who yeah, does, does. Who does? if no you notice does. on most measuring stickers or most stick measuring devices there will be a little disclaimer disclaimer the fine print the old fine print yeah and look greg evans is right um brag mats they're the worst thing to use because they have got wrinkles in them so um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we've all got still wrinkles rolls out, you're well used <laughs> it still rolls out <laughs> and off it goes <laughs> oh it's like a puppy dog look at his tail <laughs> i've got heaps of messages let me go Lucinda Jetty, big finger mark, Mark and Frankie in Ingham. Oh, Guess a look a, at that photo. That is a big, that's it. And uh, we lost Mark. Yeah, that's a cracker. Eight years ago today. Yeah. And Mark, uh, that's a big finger mark there. That's an old photo. Yeah, that's a cracker. Um, but yeah, eight years ago, one of our good loyal listeners, Mark from Woolgaroo. Yes. Yep. Uh, Full of sharks. Oh, hey, Gary, I haven't heard the code word for the pressure cleaner. Is there a code word? Yes, there is a Tackle World Townsville. And we've got to draw that too. I forgot about that prize. Yes. Thank you, Tracy. Yeah. And uh, we were talking uh, Jason Masters. Merry Christmas, guys. Great show today. Hope you all have a uh, great Christmas. We'll catch up next year for that fish we've been trying he's to get. Good that I love way, Jason. He's, that he's, way. he's great to legend talk to. Yeah. Absolute yeah. gentleman. Yeah, I'll actually catch fish something. Boy. Chris, Chris Swan said, out the front of Morris, he's on those big tides during the week, got five nice big grunter. Oh, oh brilliant. So, yeah. awesome stuff from They're everyone. one of our favourite fish, Ben. Love the The humble grunts. grunter. The humble grunter, not so humble these days. People... Chase them religiously now. I love the look of them. I love the way they fight. I love the way they taste. 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 You're right there. No. To say one word wrong and everyone attacks me. Oh, we get you. Don't worry. Hey, let's go, Gary. Hang on, Marty. I'm setting up still. It's funny because down in central Queensland, Grunter, they get them off the wrecks there and like up close to the... Big finger marks. I was 90, 90 centimetres and stuff, eh? Yeah, yeah. That's Big unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, good morning, Lee. Mr. Lee Sharrod. He's uh, he's uh, doing a bit of crabbing for Christmas today in the uh, good old Bowley River that we talked about this morning. Lee's actually um, organised a bit of a barra fishing comp for um, a few of the, the boys for next year. It's a $50 put-in and we have a bit of fun. So I am uh, looking forward to that little bit of um, prizes I'm going to win. Yeah, the best ones. Yeah, yeah, mates comps. Yeah. Mates comps. So, uh, and Lee's organising that. And when like, Lee organises something, he organises it properly, that lad. So, I'm looking forward to I'm it. I'm ready. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, you're a, I've got, you're a weapon, Thanks mate. to Les Walker and uh, oh, Hey, op- hey, hey. I'm office. telling what we're giving out today. I've got the kids' rod and reel set up first, boys and girls. So, that's what we're giving away. Like oh. it or lump it. 
That's authority, man. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> Got the sp- I carried the spinning wheel up here by myself this morning. Everyone watched. Girls fishing rod. Good studio audience today. Oh, cracker. Yeah, good one today. Number 27 for the girls. 27 is Charlie. Jump on the phone, Charlie. You've won yourself a beautiful rod and reel That's combo. not Charlie from Gulliver. No, not you, Charlie. <laughs> Sorry, Take mate. your skirt off, Charlie. Yeah, this is a young girls combo. And that will be 27, Charlie. All right, let me get my phone lines ready. Come on, Charlie. Jump on the phone. This is live radio. Number we can't 27. Just yeah, so I'm going to go home to put and her name in go, there. Got to go and do a bit of Christmas shopping, finish up. There she is. Oh, there she is. I know. Good morning, fishing show. Hello, this is Charlie. Oh, good morning, good Charlie. Congratulations. You've won a beautiful rod and reel combo for, to use over Christmas and not to share with any other sisters or brothers. I'm very grateful. Oh, good. And, and and thank Mr. Les Walker as well because he pulled that coin out of his own back pocket. God love him. So um, yeah. we hope that you enjoy your prize and uh, Merry, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Merry Christmas. Thank you. No problem. Hey, you'll be able to pick that up from Tackle World any time after 11 o'clock this morning, sweetheart. Perfect. Good on you. All right. See you, Charlie. Merry Christmas. See you. See you, Bye. Charlie. Merry Christmas. Ah, done. Awesome. Now, That's number one. The boys, Rod and Reel. All right, I'm ticking it off. I'm ticking it off. As we go. That's the girls' combo. Big spin there. Come in, spinner. Number three. Early one. Number three is Colton. Colton. Jump on the phones, Colton. You've won yourself an awesome Rod and Reel combo thanks to Les Walker and his office. Good, good on you, Les. Appreciate. It. Les is the crabbing king, but hasn't crabbed for that long. Yeah, that uh, he's missing out. So uh, next year, when you go crabbing, Les, we want another story. Oh, there's Colton. Here we go. Good morning, fishing show. Hey boys, how you going? I got Colton here. He's a bit shy though. Oh, we'll tell him to clap his hands in the background. <laughs> Say thank you. Thank you. Oh, you have won an awesome little rod and reel package, my friend. This is not for Dad. This is for you if you're listening in. Uh, and, but Dad will be able to pick it up for you at, at Tackle World. Say thank you to the show and thank you to Les Walker. Thank you. <laughs> Good job, mate. Thanks Congratulations. Appreciate it. All right, and I hope you enjoyed the show today and through the year, man. Merry Christmas. Look after your family, well, eh? It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful show. Good on you, man. Oh, you brown nose. <laughs> Good on you, mate. <laughs> Good. All right, mate. Good on you, Kyle. See you, bud. See you, boys. Take care, mate. Bye, mate. Bye. Good old the microwave crab king. That was? There we go. I should have tried one of mine in the microwave. Well, are you still making the rules of what we're giving away? Well, I'm just setting up, Marty. Just, uh, well, I, don't, I don't want to say anything in case I get in trouble. I'm doing a practice spin. It's adult giveaways now. Me, oh no, there we go. I thought I'd seized up. Is this a practice? That's a practice spin because I thought I'd seized up the uh, the spinning wheel. Have we got the trumpeters in? No, still the audience. Why well, do you want the trumpet? No, 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 no. Leave the live studio audience in. Do you want the trumpeters in? Don't no. fix it if it's not broke. Is that, it ain't broke, Gaza. Too late. I'll okay. see what else. 
I'll just see what else. Do you I want can... to give away the twenty-five dollar tavern meat voucher now, Gaza? Thanks to yep the crepe man. That we will, mate. All, All right. right. All Here right. we go. See, when I really want to put my foot down, I do. No. Pardon? Nothing. Didn't say a thing. Wouldn't want to. Here we go. Oh. Well, you Where's said the, the party cheer. No, no, I'm happy with that. 67. 67, right up the end, is Mick. Jump on the phones, Mick. You've won yourself a $25 tavern meat voucher, courtesy of... Mal the Crate Man and the gang at Tavern Meats. That'd be good just before Chrissy. Big awesome. Chrissy Ham. Yeah, an awesome one. Well, mixed down the Gold Coast, so I'll have to wait till he comes up here. Well, so. the, you've got three years now, so there's no rush to, to get in. Yeah. Jump on the phones, Mick. You've won yourself a $25 Tavern Meat voucher, courtesy of Mal the Crate Man and Tavern Meats. Well, he's going to be delayed. Why? Because he doesn't get us live. He's listening live via the apps. Okay. Yeah. Righto. Fair enough. So he'll ring in in a minute. Yep. What are we giving away now, Marty? Okay. Uh, let's give away... Uh, let's do Benny's vouchers, one each. All right. Two times $100 there's dollar vouchers. Oh, there's Mick. All right. Let's take Mick. Morning, Mick. Morning. How are you? Good, brother. Mate, uh, we've got your voucher here that Gaz is going to keep in his glove box um, until yep. you're up here next, and uh, then you're going to go and get yourself some uh, meat. <laughs> yep, I'll take that out to Mum's place. Oh, beautiful. That'll be a good job, mate. Um, what did you think of that? Oh, sorry. The finger mark was awesome, mate. What Was that in the 1800s, that shot? No, no. It would have been 30 years ago, but... Yeah, the bub in it is, uh, what did you say, 12 months old? No, one month old. 18 months old. 18 so months old. 14, 14 or 15 months old you would have been there. Oh, that's amazing, mate. And see, we're talking about photos and, and how important they are and memories before, and there's a prime example of it because you're talking right. about, I bet you you can, uh, anyone involved with that picture can remember it like yesterday is still around. So. Uh, mate, my missus was out there using live squid with a... With a Wilson Black Magic and a 4500 bait runner trying to stop those big fellas, 10 kilo line, and couldn't stop them. Nah, and that is a big fella too, man. You know, as I said, that that was a that was a single bed. Amazing. That that, that table was a single bed frame. <laughs> That's a big fish, mate. Really big you fish. Know. Yeah, and they're still out there. There's a few out there. There's um. A lot of people talk about the holy grail of a finger mark, which is a meter finger mark. I haven't hit that. I've hit a 96. So, um, that, yeah. Was, that, that fellow would have been close to a meter. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. No, And look, I've been chasing them for 30 years to get one in, in at 96 and haven't beaten it yet. But I will one day, Mick. So, hey, Merry yeah, Christmas, mate. buddy. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you all up there and all the listeners, eh? All right, good on you, man. Good Thanks, on you, buddy. Mick. See you, oh, mate. Okay, Mick. Look after yourself. Bye. Bye. Righto. Here we go. $100 Wild Hinchinbrook Adventure voucher. Thanks to Benny. That's the 20 And Beck, the, the other half. Becky B. Yep. Better not forget the other half. Good name, Beck. Oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Bring back Classic. the audience. <laughs> Number 40. Number 40. Is Shane. Are you writing this in, buddy? Yeah, mate, I've got yep. it here. Cool. Because you don't. 
Shane, jump on the phone, Shane. You won yourself a hundred dollar Benny Weston at Wild Hinchinbrook Adventure voucher. Awesome prize. Oh, that is a great prize. It is a good one, yes. Goes a long Come way. on, Shane, jump on the phone. There he is. Speed dialer. Good morning, fishing show. Morning. Morning, Shane. How are you, bro? Awesome. Congratulations, mate. You've won this $100 voucher. Uh, thanks to Benny Weston and Wild Hinchinbrook. Um, you'll be able to pick that up from the... the, yeah, the yeah, I can tackle. I'll give them to you guys. And yep. I'll yep. drop them off in a bag at Tackle World. Brilliant. Perfect. Good fishing trip coming up for you guys. Oh, for certain. I'll definitely use that one. Good stuff. Good on you, Shane. All right, thanks very much, guys. Merry Christmas. All the best. Cheers, Cheers mate. Congratulations, Congratulations mate. See ya. Awesome. Thanks, Benny. Another one to give away. One more. All right, here I go. Have you got a bit of a music selection for tonight, Gary? You know I have. People love it. <laughs> He's a child. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. As he is, number 50. 50, 50 is Brian. Brian with a Y? Brian with a Y. Jump well, on the phone, we bloody go. 50, Brian. You've won yourself an awesome $100 voucher. Thanks to Wild Hinchinbrook Adventures from Benny. Throw that in there. Hey, when are we open after? Because the, we're going to give away the motor marine bag next. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. When, when's, when's trading open back up again? There's What for? I'll have to drop it off next week. Yeah, you will. Good morning, fishing show. Good, good morning. It's Brian here. Oh, g'day, Brian. Congratulations, mate. You've won a $100 voucher uh, for Benny. And, yeah, great prize. Yes. Indeed, mate. Hey, uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Merry thanks Christmas. thanks for listening you, you to think? the show all, re- all year, mate. We appreciate it. Cheers. I love it. I've listened to you tonight, too, for a few beers. Ah, awesome, good on you. Hey. Ring in. Say g'day. Oh, I will do. See I probably had too many beers by then, but I'm Well, that's the fun of it. We've had some pretty wild conversations over the last four years of people ringing in a bit pissy. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Congrats, Brian. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. Thanks for them, Benny. Right, no Marty. Well, what oh, are we they're very now? well received too, Benny. Yeah, it's good, mate. Yep. Um, let's go with that motor marine bag. And um, when's general trading? When's uh, motor marine back open? So because we'll have to be for next week. Yeah, I have to pick it up from them next week. Yeah. Um, don't forget, we'll be drawing the uh, winner of the pressure washer in a sec as well. Yes. Tackle World Townsville is the code word. So hang in there. Here we go. Big spin. Come in, spin it. Now, this motor marine bag has some incredible stuff in it. Latest motor marine baseball cap, the latest um, motor <laughs> marine uh, fishing shirt, and uh, the drink bottles. It's uh, it's worth around about $170. 65. 65. 65 is Doug. Doug. Jump on the phones, Doug. You've won yourself the awesome bag from Motor Marine. Thanks to Fran and Tony. How good's that? The rest of the crew there, Andrea. All of them. Uh, just uh, let you know that the, all the uh, the boating places are clo- were closed today. That's why we haven't rung anyone. Mick, For sure. Mo- Mick from Motorco is closed. Good morning, fishing show. Hey, g'day, guys. How are you? Good, mate. How's good. Hey, congratulations, Doug. You've won that awesome prize. Oh, thanks for that. Very, it'll come very in handy for Christmas. Thanks very much. <laughs> Good on you. And for some reason, if you pop in there and the shirt is not quite the right size, um, Fran will be willing to change it to one that will fit you. Oh, you're a champion. Thanks oh. for that. All right. Good on you, mate. Merry Christmas. You look after yourself. Hey, Merry Christmas to you both in there. 
Good on you, man. And, uh, have a good new year, too, eh? We thanks, will, Doug. brother. Take See you, Dougie. Mate. Bye. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks, Bye, Doug. Geez, what a prize haul we've got today. What are we? We're up to the Ironman bag with the Alitech yes. measuring sticker, the G&T Fishing School brag mat, the Yuzuri Lua cap, and a buff in there. That is a good prize. It's a nice-looking brag mat. Still, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. They're great. You Done by Kai Signs as well. Yes, yes, indeed. And you wait until you see the uh, the, the crab measure done by Alitech. It's got a bottle it, opener. It's got a bottle opener. It's got the uh, NQ Fishing Show insignia in it. Alitech uh, does all your fabrication needs. If you've got a cruiser or a Hilux or whatever you're running, you want a pig tray, you want a full canopy to put your fridge in, go and see them boys. They'll look after you. You ready? Now you... Oh, that's my new spin. Oh, I like it. Hey, that's the spinning music. It's like very that? psychedelic. Yeah. Sounds like the door. Oh, there we go. Oh, what a way to ruin the moment. <laughs> 24. 24. 24 is Meredith. Jump on the phones, Meredith. You won yourself a brag mat, a crab measurer, a cap, and an awesome buff. You've got two seconds to ring him. Bad luck, we'll redraw. Bad no, luck. we won't. Oh, you know I never redraw. I just draw it next week. Oh, here is young Meredith right now. Good morning, fishing show. Morning, boys. Morning, Benny. Morning. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. Congratulations. You've won this awesome prize. You're going to absolutely love it, Meredith. Thank you very much. I was just saying that the boys wouldn't mind winning that one, so there you go. <laughs> well, there you go. And obviously, as always, you can pick your wonderful prize up from our show sponsors at Tackle World on Ingham Road. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. And while you're there, you can wait in line for 78 hours and get a kilo of prawns next door. Yeah, no pass. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Bye. Have a good Christmas, guys. Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye. Ciao. I must tell you, and I won't mention the uh, seafood shop, but coming into the studio this morning at a quarter past six, um, I went past said shop um, on Ingham Road and there was a line-up approximately 100 metres long um, at that time in the morning yep. because they're open 24-hour or whatever. And um, all these people would have thought, you know what, I'm going to get there at Sparrow Farm. Yeah, before everyone before else. Before everyone else, forgetting the fact that the other 200 people thought the same idea. I so. bought my stuff off Gordon at Cleveland Bay during the week. Yep. Got three kilo box of prawns. I got some octopus because the ki- the girls like marinated oki yeah, in yeah. the wok and some squid. Um, so I'm all set. And yep. Gordon was set up uh, yesterday sitting out the front there. So Good um, job right indeed. Marty, I've drawn, uh, with our pressure washer, I've drawn out of the barrel. You've got to ring that dude. I've he, got to ring this dude. And you, he's he's right, got to know the code word. Dylan Jack, and that's his mobile number. Don't say it over the phone. And if he knows the code word, which is Tackle World Townsville, he wins an awesome pressure washer thanks to the gang at Toolboss, Benny down there, for giving us some awesome prizes. Do you know what you're doing on that phone? Shut your mouth. See, Benny? Abuse. Abuse. Mate, it's been awesome having you in. No, thanks very much for having us, guys. No, any time, mate. Second time I've been on, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. Like I said, it'd be, wouldn't it be good to be able to sit here and talk till 4pm? Well, well, yes, we oh, could. Maybe I should have done the night one with you as well. You should come in for yeah. you going home. Yeah, I've got to go home. I'll be peeling past Wild Local and grabbing my seafood yep. platter for tomorrow off Dom, so... Yeah. Ah, oh, awesome, mate. Yeah, mate, it's been great yeah, having you, Peter. Um, I was just chasing Dylan or Jack. Dylan. No, that's all right. That's all right. You can... Do you know what the code word is? Wait, I'm going to put you live to air, okay? Yes. 
Alright, go. Who do, who do I have? Alright, Peter. Won't be a moment. Alright, I've got Peter live on air. And uh, she is going to give us the, the code word to win this wonderful, wonderful prize. Alright, shoot, Peter. Tackle World Townsville. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> you can have it. You've got it. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You'll be able to pick up that groovy little pressure washer um, any time that you want because it is over there at the moment, isn't it, Gaz? And it's in the back of my car. Well, it's very uh, close to there. You can't pick it up from in there. <laughs> the back of your car, you'll never get out. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, fantastic. Does it work, Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, I'm so does. sad I'm not at home listening to you today. Oh, no, that's all right. That's all right. No problem whatsoever. Uh, you've done the right thing anyway, and you chucked your voucher in. And thanks for shopping at Tackle World and supporting the sponsor of ours also. We appreciate that. And uh, we no hope worries. you have a wonderful Christmas, and thanks for enjoying our show. We appreciate well, it. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, guys. Good on you. Don't Thank forget you. about Merry tonight. Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Get, have a few drinkies tonight and give Gaz and I a call while we're um, doing our Christmas special. Will do. Thank you. All right. See you, though. Bye. That's all our prizes. That's it. That's it. Oh, look at our ratings just dropped off. Gone. Gone. No. Everyone's just left. Yeah. Everyone, when we give a lot of stuff away, Ben, everyone starts ringing in from 9.30. That's when they tune on, get their numbers, win yep. a prize and go. No. no, they don't. No. Um, thanks, everyone who donated prizes. Yourself, Ben. Everyone throughout the year that... Uh, we won't mention our sponsors' names. We've got so many. It's so just we just crazy. want to thank you all. Absolutely brilliant. So, um, and, and, and we need yous, obviously. Need yous. News. You sound like Jeff Fennick. We love yous all. <laughs> <laughs> Are you done? Do you want one more dig? I know a funny story Have about a, Jeff, but I won't say it on no, there. No, you can say it on there. No, I can't. No, probably can't because we want to stay on there. Yeah, for you next can year. fight, and I can't. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about it. So let me just uh, line up our uh, last ads for the year, guys. We, we will get you in a few times next year, Benny. And when our podcast studio is nearly complete, um, so next year when you're in town, we'll do some full-on podcasts. It'll run for about forty minutes and just yep. topical. So we'll do reds, we'll do barras, we'll do boating, whatever, yeah. whatever. And we're, we're getting everyone in. We'll get yourself and Nighty and Reese and Ryan and all the boys and we'll do a good range of podcasts that yeah, everyone awesome. can tune into. So No, I look forward to it. Like I said, it's been a, been a pleasure being here and thanks for inviting me and having Mate, me. Mate, any time. No, thank you. And to thank you to all of our special guests that we've had through the year. We have an absolute ball in this studio. Um, don't forget, if you uh, can join us tonight, have a few drinkies or whatever it is you're having, um, please join in from 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock onwards where we'll be playing some tunes. And, and uh, you can ring and have a chat, have a bit of a stir, have a laugh about anything that you've heard through the year. Gareth and I will absolutely love that. Um, to those that aren't able to tune in, thank Thank you for tuning into our um, our little show that we run for you guys every Saturday morning. It's a pleasure for both Gary and I. Gary and I, um, we take the piss out of each other, but we absolutely love each other to death. We're best mates. Do and, we? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think oh. so. You can deny it. If no. You you'll enjoy your Christmas present tomorrow. You'll enjoy yours. I've I just you. actually finished organising I spent a then. lot of money on it. You've got a Yuzuri cap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we give each other all sponsors <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's a pair of makeup. Yeah, you've got a couple of uh, hooked apparel vibes, so. Yes. No, you're, you're good. No, I've got you something very funny and then some other well, stuff. Well, I got as you well. something actually really cool that's going to be super No, super I got handy. you funny stuff. And I've left the price yeah. tag on it so you know. <laughs> oh. So he's wrapping them and opening them tonight or? Tonight. No, no he, yeah, Marty's not allowed to open his till tomorrow. 
Right. Yeah, so Gaz will have to open his tomorrow because tomorrow it'll be awkward. Under the tree. Because Marty's is a fan. I buy his kids some stuff as well. Yeah. Um, so it's all together. I oh. scrimped this year, Benny. Normally I buy them all a card, but I only bought one card and stuffed everything inside it. Yeah. So last year you gave me a wife a massage bath for Gary's massaging service. So that was a bit awkward. But well, thanks, you know Gaz. the frightening part for you? She actually turned came up, and cashed it in. <laughs> <laughs> brought another four yeah hey. i can't get rid of her from the front door now <laughs> see us oh, merry mate. christmas and have a wonderful new year uh look after yourself we always say it every year but especially more poignant this time drive safe on that highways we need you back again boys thank you, Marty. you thanks thank you, again Benny. merry christmas guys take care